Hey everyone, welcome to episode 63 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello, hello. How are you doing, BT? Doing very well. Can't believe it's a new podcast already. If <laughs> it was generally like about a week ago since Battle Dash. I, I know, <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. We actually had loads of um, great feedback about that. One comment saying, I'm very confused by what this YouTube channel is, uh, which was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I, I don't, I don't know any. I don't think anyone knows what this YouTube channel is. It's just stuff tangentially related to Blood Bowl. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, Bash and Dash was good fun. I think we're gonna have to run it out again at some point. Yeah. Or, or I know you had some ideas for some alternate ones. Um, <laughs> oh, what was? Yeah, maybe. What was the one that was like real team or fake team? I can't remember. It was, it was good. Yeah. Ah, oh, it was I good. Can't. We'll, we'll come up with them. We'll oh them. yeah. Oh yeah, there's yeah. there's there's still hundreds of bash or dash combinations. So yeah, listeners, if you want to hear more bash or dash, then please let us know because it could be quite entertaining and we could get people on to be contestants. <laughs> that could be yeah, oh, that would be so good. Yeah, <laughs> that would be uh, yeah. I feel like that would be uh, that would trigger some people, which I think is quite entertaining. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Ben, we're back, episode sixty three. Um, mm-hmm. The road goes ever on and on. It's now March, which means we've been indoors for a year now. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah, coming up to that. Yeah. I know that um, Tiff and I sort of sacked off going outside in February, but that's mostly because my I think my mum's birthday was the end of February, and we were like, well, look, we're going to stay inside because, oh. we, you know, for safety and that way, you know, have a good birthday, see you next year. Um, you know, and now it's like, oh, it's a year. It's a year, but... Yeah, I know. Um. But well, there is there's a there's an end in sight potentially. Asterix. There is. Finally, um, start using all these like models I've been painting off oh, because it's goodness oh. knows at least the one good thing that's come out of it is the fact that hobby time galore. You know, dude, the people's yeah. painting has just absolutely leveled up. Everybody's everybody in our group really has everybody online. Yeah, and elsewhere, you know, you see it online. Like oh. people are doing so much. Every time I do Whip Wednesday. Like I'm like honest. Mm. Everyone's on like a checkers rampage at the moment as well. By the way, um, I know that Sam <laughs> Sam Frenzy Garner on our group has been doing some checkers. And this week I recorded it, and there was like there's an orc team, there's a black orc team, there's an undead team. Like everyone's going mad for checkers. I don't know if someone's I don't know if Duncan done a video about checkers or something. That's good, but I don't think so. But I would be surprised. Like Maybe there's one coming soon. It's, I don't know whether people are just like I want a new challenge now. Like it's. I think generally that's like. That does come up though. It definitely, I mean, I, I and only when I see stuff, I get really inspired to do it. It's so maybe like sort of exponential. You know, when someone does it and sees someone else do it. I'm just, oh, I want to give that a go, and then it just spreads. Maybe we're into the the check, the checker, the checker play can spread. <laughs> yeah. But when you see someone do something, you end up doing a twenty-four hour stream. That is true. Yeah, and I never do it again. Yeah, <laughs> not like, stream. I just hold my airbrush. <laughs> um, yeah, which one was that? That was the you did the nobility one. And then you did the ogre one as well, or did you just did you stream the ogres? I didn't stream ogres. No, um, I've done I've done two twenty four hours. One I didn't stream. That was my dwarves. Um, oh, the um, dwarf, dwarf fire dwarf chaos dwarf guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were awesome. 
absolutely awesome. Yeah, I'm stripping them though. <laughs> I don't like them anymore. I like I like some of them. A lot of them they're they're like, 3D printed. Ah. They're 3D printed, right? Yeah. It's not just easy just to print more. <laughs> uh, that's well, true. I, I, I will be doing some of that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm... yeah, I'll strip them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it's quite cool. So there is a there is a potential road now to outside. We've got about three months, haven't we? If you mm -hmm. think about things, which is good because I'm getting married in two and a half months. Like it's That's really weird. it's right on the edge. Um, like the world reopens on the seventeenth for phase three or whatever it is, and we're getting married on Saturday the twenty second. But we're just going to do the, the married thing with our close family. And because uh, we pushed the venue back a year, we're going to have a big party next year with less wedding tax because it's not actually going to be a wedding. So we don't <laughs> have I mean, to you've do... got to sneak it in while you can yeah. and while you've got an excuse. So. <laughs> that's awesome. So we just get to do the marriage thing. We've got two weeks where I don't think we're going to be able to go anywhere. And that's fine because Tiff has mm -hmm. also started a YouTube channel now, which is pretty sweet. Um, oh, so good. Yeah. So she did her first. Um, island tour for animal crossing oh and um, awesome i edited it it's really good it's, it's really good i think she's done well um and uh yeah but i did lose the studio this monday for that very reason so i was like cool <laughs> i've got i got monday i can do a bunch of videos i can get caught up because the last two weeks have been hell um and then um yeah no got the capture card arrived the, the new switch arrived and my studio went goodbye um, it is tidy now, though. Like the impact of having Tiff in the studio, it means that there is a lot. It's a lot tidier. I have no idea where it's all gone. And there's like seven Blood Bowl teams that were just on my desk, and uh, they're 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 now not here. So that's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> including including like the uh, the sneaky preview ones, which is interesting. Oh no, I can see the I can see one. All right, that's good. Anyway, yeah. So we do have a potential road out, and I think now is a great time, just at the beginning of the episode, to drop. That we have a tournament coming up. We don't have a name mm -hmm. for it yet. This is this news is so new. I agreed it with Pete today. And in fact, it's it's exactly four months. It'll be on the third of July, Saturday, the third of July. It is going to be a three-round standard Blood Bowl tournament. We'll have at least one tiny special rule, because every tournament's got to have a tiny have special to. rule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's going to be really, really small band. I know that you, me, and Ian were talking about it. Um, it won't. Yeah. It won't. It won't be a wizard. Honestly, man, I'm thinking that we make some custom tokens. We give a token to everybody when they turn up, and every game, they can use that token once per game for an extra reroll. That simple. That simple. Everyone gets a token to say they've come, and there's a little extra benefit, but it doesn't mess with the team builds. And that's I think because I think it's so important now that we're going into the new <laughs> format. We've seen a few tournaments, literally maybe nine to twelve around the world for blood bowl 2020 um, most of them have somehow been won by kemri um and uh <laughs> that's not fair but two were um, two kemri one amazon uh and necro team and i can't remember who won the other one uh that, I, that i've had a look at but yeah oh, i can't remember no but no yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be at what i called normal rules which um our lunch money uh, when I tr explained for me because I was driving home and he was like no no Ben means normal as in no bonehead ridiculous silly stuff I was like you mean fun Al you mean fun but yes yeah we're going to be doing that and um, basically that's just like it's the, that's like the earliest date that we feel is going to be safe I guess yeah I think it at least comfortable do you know what I mean like 
if, if it could be like classed as safe we don't want to just rush people out the door you know no, that's give it, it a little bit of time Hope, see what see how things go gives you a bit of like time to realize like is this there is this correct you know yeah get get used um, to kind of how the world is um, yeah exactly because i think rule of six indoors goes live from the 17th of may which is why i'm able to get married actually that's not fair if it's 15 people at a wedding before the 17th of may it's 30 afterwards so basically if it gets pushed back a couple of weeks we go down to 15 so we're just going to have 15 people and save all the the problems so you know like we're, we're, we're covered so yeah so it's rule of six from the 17 which means we could run a tournament like we did with tombstone in groups of six but mm, we're we waiting yeah and it was great fun but we're waiting for phase five beginning of july a couple of weeks after phase five drops uh which means that some like the rule of six shouldn't be in place but if it is that's kind of like the backup plan like plan a mm -hmm. is a free-for-all swiss tournament realistically i think it's stuff's going to get shunted back and we're going to be playing in pods again of four or six and you know what on a three-round tournament you're still playing a different coach each time and it's going to be fine so i'm, yeah. I'm pumped man the only thing i'm sad about yeah me too I'm really keen to see um, to see this sort of new new edition kind of like really take stri take stride and kind of like see it in person because it's at the moment we're doing a lot of like theory, yeah. theory crafting. It'll be really awesome to sort of see it in action and learn from it. You know, increase the sample size of the data. It might not just be like Kemri wins every time. It could be different. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting but to see if Kemri. I I have a theory about that as well. But the only downside of the tournament is because of social distancing, which is totally the right thing to do. We're limited to twenty four coaches basically, which mm -hmm. I Maybe think could. I think yeah I know I'd love I but can you I just I find that such a strange concept again to run a tournament with that many people. Um, yeah, and crown. 3,000 people in a room. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, you said before the, the, the show, you were like, uh, Thud Bowl or Thrub Bowl. I think they've sold out and they're 50 people over a two-day tournament mm. in, in August. And I'm just like, that is a whole bunch of social distancing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But you made, that's the thing is we don't know what the rules are going to be like. So we're planning on... Oh, we're, we've got the erring on the side of caution there. We're, we're taking the leader reroll and the, you know, the spare apothecary so that hopefully... Mm -hmm. We can swing that out, and it'll be pretty, pretty sweet. And we're gonna try. We're gonna try and stream it. Don't know how that's gonna work yet. I did get a new camera arrive just before we started recording, so we can start playing um, with uh, our multicam setup, so we can stream a feature match, which could be awesome. I'm just so excited about this. That's a fun idea. It's, it's all, it's all Ben's uh, girlfriend's idea, really. And I'm, I'm <laughs> actually gonna, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. That's cool. Anyway, we've rambled already. Uh, ben, episode sixty-three. Mm -hmm. What are we chatting about today? Uh, we're going to be talking about some suboptimal throwers, um, some passing modifiers, and the usual games, hobby, and stuff. Absolutely. So suboptimal throwers. This is or op optimistic <laughs> throwers is another way of thinking about it. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of teams out there, and it's funny. We're going to look at a games workshop article in a minute that, that Ben flagged up to me, and there's a there's a sentence in there which, <laughs> quite frankly, is a lie, and um, it ties in nicely to what we're looking at today. And what we're looking at today really is passing is fun. It is technically suboptimal, um, and you will lose more games. I don't think you lose more games than you win, but you will lose games for trying to pass. But there are just some mm -hmm. players that you just want to make great throwers. 
and you just want to have a great time with and we're going to have a look at some of those today and we're also this is something that ben wanted to chat about um, talk about some kind of passing meta adjustments to what we could do what you can do how we can change it up a bit um and that should be good to chat through as well so yeah definitely before that though let's have a quick look at blood bowl news Okay, first things first, we've got some Blood Bowl news this week, which is cool. There is a couple of Kickstarters. Um, the first one is from, is it Cross Lances? Um, yeah, yeah. Cross Lances. Cool. Now, Cross Lances is the team person who did the uh, cool halfling leprechaun team, which, mm -hmm. you know, very stylized, proper chibi looking, but, you know, just really fun. And to be fair, brilliantly executed. Like whether you like the style or not, that's down to you. But actually, he, he nailed it. Um, and then did those fun mm. Christmas ornaments that I printed out for my management team, which was quite Oh, yeah, cool. I remember that. Yeah, that was good. Oh, Christmas. Feels like forever ago. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's now he's now dropped another one called Princesses Got Angry. So this is not necessarily a Blood Bowl team. It's it's some some terrifying, murdery absolutely 100% not Disney princesses with chainsaws there's Alice from Alice in Wonderland there's the uh, there's the Alice in Wonderland team there's Beauty and the Beast you've got Belle with the claws you've got the actual beast you've got Sleeping Beauty with a chainsaw the witches like it's cool to look at but there is a Blood Bowl team at the very very bottom which are some very weird looking dwarves Ben yeah what do you I think, <laughs> I, to be fair, okay, so I'll, I'll say, yeah, like I say, the as a Blood Bowl team, like if you were to say, yeah, I'm going to get this as a Blood Bowl team, I, it's, it's not really for me, in my opinion. It might be for someone, but it's not for me. The sculpting, like you say, is fantastic. But these dwarves, I, I actually think are great for the secret gnome team. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> right, so they're basic. So the best way to describe them is gnomes that essentially yeah. without legs just feet and a hundred percent no necks like they just look squished down they are the most triangular yeah. thing giant noses like the sculpting is brilliant and like i said the execution's bang on and that mine uh, cart is just uh, so good it's like warped it's got like disney like cartoon character yeah. i actually think it's fantastic how they've captured like um yeah, just sort of the style. How they've really just gone really hard on that. It's really good. Uh, here we yeah, go. So that's this, what you're after. This is genuinely great. Oh yeah, this would be actually quite good if you've got kids, and it will also be pretty good to play against yeah. the um, the leprechaun team. So we said uh, we said it, we would make a small dedication to our fantasy football supporters as well, and here it is. Sculpting the seven dwarves from Snow White, we realised that a team of dwarves with this design would be beautiful. So mm -hmm. they have just populated an entire team. Um, and there is enough there for you to be able to, to run the positionals. There's two with mine hats, basically. Two with spiky mine hats. I can't see the Slayers. I can't see who's supposed to be the Slayers. Um, but that's fine. Maybe the ones with the big X. Oh, no. no. Yeah, they all look kind of big. Yeah. yeah all, just, <laughs> all just absolute tank. Uh, but the mine cart is pretty awesome as well. And, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's cool. It is stylized. It is really interesting. Uh, but they've executed superbly now this is going live 
now. Uh, it's called Princesses Got Angry, and it's already smacked the £86 goal. What an absolute lad. That's wow. <laughs> a way to make sure you're getting yeah. funded. That is amazing. But, I mean, 131 backers straight off the bat. Is that nearly £4,000 of that £86 target? I think this guy knows how to do a Kickstarter now. Um, and if you want a team of dwarves, and this is just STLs as well, so you need to have a friend with their 3D printer. Uh, dwarves Fantasy, £11. That's that's pretty great. That's really good, yeah. It, these, are, these are really good priced, really well priced. Um, I mean, to be fair, the the princesses themselves are brilliant. Um, they but, are, yeah, hundred percent. It's I, really just it reminds me a lot of like I think it's because there's like an Alice in there. If you know like like American McGee's Alice, yeah, where everything's kind of like all messed up. Oh yeah, and like violent. It's kind of it really reminds me of that, and I think that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very fair. And the Alice one yeah. is cool. I mean, they're great fun to paint. Uh, you know, it's 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 a cool project. They, this guy always does great projects. Um, but yes, there is a dwarf team as well. Apparently, it's it's dwarf team month, and we'll come to that in a second. So that is princesses got angry from Cross Lances. Uh, next one is a teeny tiny preview that has got no information yet. They showed a little preview on Facebook. So this one is an upcoming project. It's Fantasy Football Team Lizards of the Bronx by Witcher Miniatures. So this is a Lizardman team. Um, so on the Blood Bowl group, there's a couple of pictures of the team. And they look pretty good. Um, the difficult thing, Ben, is that the Lizardman team from Games Workshop is actually pretty awesome. And I don't know if I've seen a Lizardman team that I prefer to the games workshop one yeah i think uh grebo have one that's really really quite good a newer lizard man team um that's to me also been the contender but you're so right is that's that's kind of the trouble with the newer gw teams that fulfill all the positional roles it's pretty hard to to beat in a lot of cases yeah they do set a bar really 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 high i mean um we were so excited about the norba bretonian team and the human team and i still am because i've seen them and mm -hmm. i cannot wait for the knights to land that should be soon as well um but you know the nobility team is just fantastic um yeah you know and it's like uh, the good thing about the norba stuff is the price point gives you just an alternative for the same price or a little bit cheaper yeah which is which is awesome and, and when they sorry and you get the full full sixteen as well. So like the the issue with the yeah. GW team is you really don't get that many um, journeymen yeah. or the linemen. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's 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 great angles, and people will definitely prefer that to the Games Workshop several times out of ten. Yeah. But you know, every one of the Games Workshop teams is awesome. And look at the Blackhawks. In fact, let's take Blackhawks, the Games Workshop Blackhawks team versus the Grebo Blackhawks team. I don't know <laughs> if I could choose. Yeah, you know? that is really hard. I love that team. Uh, uh, wish I, I backed it. Yeah, no, I'm. Um, I, I will. I will be picking it up at some point, which is ridiculous because I already have a Blackhawks team, and at some point I'm yeah. going to have built another team that uses the rules of Blackhawks, just because it's such a good. Like the the build of that is so good. You know, you need one big guy, six strength four looking guys, and a bunch of strength two looking guys. I think we chatted about it as well. Did we say we said that actually a Zinch, a Zinch team would work well with that? You know, six warriors. Yeah. A, oh yeah a chaos big guy a spawn or something and then a bunch of um of horrors as your your strength two stunty piece like boom it's a mm -hmm. really good team template i think um and definitely definitely one to watch because i think it 
it's very flexible. Anyway, uh, we've got a Lizardman team incoming. And Punga, I thought we just got to give this a shout out. Can we see it? Can we see it? Yes, we can. The Punga Miniatures Patreon, 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 um, Patreon. have released their first half of their Naval Dwarf team. I love it. Underwater I really do team. love this team. So what we got so far is their death roller, and their death roller is, uh, you know, like one of those one-man underwater subs. It, this, yeah. This is that with some chunky arms and a crazed dwarven pilot in the middle of it. Like how this is going to fit on a pitch, I am, I do not know. But that is just how death rollers roll. Um, and then they've got a smattering of players for the dwarves and. I, each of them are individually brilliant. There's a pirate dwarf with beer and a chest. There's a, another pirate dwarf with a parrot and a pipe. Um, we've got a pirate runner. We've got a, a the blitzer is absolutely gorgeous. It it's kind of just classic dwarf, but there's a little bit of naval theme, but not too much. Um, yeah, and I think this is what I really like with Punga um, is they all of the stuff they make for Blood Bowl, especially bits with the sort of blood bowl style yet still looking extremely distinctive so it's not like they're just copying models that exist already they all the models they make are incredibly unique but i don't know if it's the proportions the expressions the poses whatever it is like they all fit as if they could be actual blood bowl models oh yeah you're, you're exactly right i think maybe it's the proportions yeah. i don't know um my only issue with the punga team now i love every single thing punga's ever done Mm-hmm. yeah basically yeah 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 um uh is that the, as a as a cohesive style i think the team has got a little bit too much going on like the pirate guys don't necessarily fit with the the sea dwarfs who have just got like the classic plate mail you know and chain mail and stuff like that that's my only point and then there's a one random um triton slash uh jason momoa as Seaman, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, it just looks like. Um, oh come on! What is everybody's least favorite DC hero? Well, Aquaman. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were there, there with Jason Momoa. Uh, well, well yeah, I just couldn't remember what Aquaman's actual name was. Uh, but yeah, it's, it just—it looks like Aquaman as a dwarf player, which is awesome. Um, and then there's a boat, and the boat is sweet, but I don't know how big the boat is. I don't understand it's why there is. You a... want it to be that yeah. printable. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just, I'm just, I, I don't know why I'm not printing this right now. Oh, I do because it's, it's, yeah, because printers, <laughs> which I think you and I will probably come to in hobby. But yeah, so they're doing this weird thing where they're releasing half the team now and half the team next month, and you know what? That means it's going to be about fourteen pounds for a unique STL sculpt team that you cannot get anywhere else. That's and... pretty good. <laughs> yeah, man, I've paid way more for STLs that are yep. way worse than this. Um, and these guys are pre-supporting the heck out of this stuff. It, their, their pre-supports have been amazing, um, which just yeah, needs to be really printing well. unnecessary amounts of things. <laughs> yeah, well, like a got a couple of hack flims at least, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one for Milton as well. Um, but no, really cool to see. Really cool. Looking forward to seeing um, basically the next wave of these guys. But the cool thing, Ben, and you taught me a wonderful trick with 3D printing, is if you want two of a dude and you don't want those two dudes to look exactly the same, just mirror them. So while they've mm -hmm. said you do not have a full team here, you really do if you just mirror the prints. 
Yeah. Uh, which, you know what, is already better than the Games Workshop stuff. Uh, four blitzers, all looking exactly the same. Um, you know what, at least these will be opposites. <laughs> yeah, and it, that does make them surprisingly distinctive, I think. Yeah. Uh, sure. uh, dwarves work, it works well for dwarves because you've got two um, of each positional, basically. So there's, there's enough for you to do. And I think there's two runners there. Looks like there's two slayers. And there's one blitzer, and I think those other guys are linemen. So I think you're missing linemen in this lineup here, but that's okay. Now, mm -hmm. while we're on dwarves, I just want to say that the Grebo, we talked about it last week, and at some point they will give me the green light to release the review video. Um, they sent us a team, the one of the new of their new dwarf team, not with the special add-ons, just the core, 17 miniatures, and boy howdy, here they are fantastic uh I, i'm just this is like there's something going on man there's dwarves everywhere at the moment and i don't know what it is yeah. you know there's it's like <laughs> I, I wish the team was really good <laughs> hey dwarves dwarves are good they're just not the most exciting <laughs> yeah uh, but this is it man this this comes back to our alternate builds that we always talk about that actually chuck in a few different builds four slayers no blitzers just something yeah just something or six slayers no blitzers no runners and just you know glhf you know there's a there's a lot you can flex with these teams that would actually add up a bit of a variability and i think house rolling the heck out of that will take no time at all do a world's edge league and just come up with four different dwarf teams and just go have a great time because there's the punga one which is a hundred percent great the grebo one which is unnecessarily great and the fanath one which is just beautifully casual they're just beautifully classic and mm -hmm. there's also the games workshop one so that's four brilliant dwarf teams there's not a bad choice um, no not at all you know yeah I, I like yeah and also i just i just i want to be playing all these doors and that's why that's why i like this idea because it's nice it's difficult to motivate yourself to hobby or at least i find it's difficult to motivate yourself to paint something if you know you don't ever want to use it <laughs> so yeah i'm fully on board with that idea I was rolling a team. That's the great thing about Four sevens. Meetings, yeah. That's the great thing about sevens is, you know what, you can paint up a sevens team and uh, you can run three games in one evening and you know what, I ran them, I had a great time. If I don't want to play with them again, I don't have to play with them again. But mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I love about sevens. So, um, yes, that is it for Blood Bowl news when it comes to miniatures. So dwarves everywhere, lizardmen upcoming and murdery princesses. But there is a Blood Bowl article that Ben spotted on the 3rd of March, which is actually today. So, huzzah. Um, ben, what's the article about? Uh, so, it's just an interview with one of the uh, designers, a member of the design team, uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor York. Yep. Um, and it was basically just a, a quick interview about, you know, <laughs> what what made you do this. It was, it's kind of like a like they maybe have meant to have released this the upcoming second season <laughs> so it's kind of a bit of a random drop do you remember, do you remember um, when everything was leaks do you remember yeah. that time dude <laughs> <laughs> it was an exciting time it was only about six months ago yeah wow good old days <laughs> wow sorry sorry carry on lockdown was still a novelty um <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it's, it's it's an interesting read though so i think it's always really interesting to sort of get behind or get into the minds of, of the design team why they made the decisions um yeah, uh, they had a couple of really sort of notes which which made us 
it's sort of coincidental, especially on the passing thing. Do you want to yeah. mention that? Yeah, so the passing thing here is elsewhere, the changes to the passing game ensure the ball travels more often rather than simply being dropped when things go wrong. This adds more jeopardy and excitement without favouring passing teams unfairly. Ben, mm-hmm. true or false? <laughs> oh, I don't want to say it's straight up false because we. I've not played much 2020. I, I don't really. I don't really know. I don't really know. The numbers do not lie, my friend. They don't. Yeah, on paper, it looks like it's been made harder. I don't see where they've sort of got this statement from. Better than paper um, on spreadsheets, the numbers are. And on our Theory uh, Thursday okay. show yeah, as well, where we run the numbers for passing. Um, yeah. I've, I, I have a theory about this, Ben. This is my theory. I want you to okay. tell me whether I'm being tinfoil hat or not, whether it's this is down to lizard people. JTY could be a lizard person. Let's ask David Icke. So... I wonder if the changes to the throwing, you know, template zero minus one minus two minus three, and the passing changes, I wonder if they were only meant to do one. I wonder if they accidentally put both in the book. (laughs) I wonder if I just doubled down unnecessarily. If they'd done one or the other, things would have been fine. I think. Uh, Yeah. I think the passing stat, great idea. Also, nerfing passing killed it. Um, you know, because you used to be able, like nowadays, there are people with a passing of uh, four plus, um, and that's as good as it gets. So that's like, it's just yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't think I like, I like the plan of making throwers throw. I think that's great. Um, except for where they haven't, which is why we're doing this segment number two, the next segment in the show after Hobby about making some of the passes that you'd really want to be fun at passing more fun at passing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Ben? I, I think it's it's a bit of a shame. I really do. I think it's like something. I remember when I started Blood Bowl, and I was just like, "Oh, it's going to be awesome." You can like, I think I picked up the high elves, and I really did go hard on the passing. Kind of because everyone said don't do it. <laughs> kind of made me want to. Because <laughs> that's that's something I heard a lot, which is like if you're passing, you're just kind of throwing the game a lot of the time. Sometimes it's like the only option and that's kind of the only time you want to pass when you have no other choice. And that's really um, exciting. Uh, see, I dis- I disagree. I think it's a real that, shame. When it's, think... when it's the only chance, like that's really exciting. When it's like, okay, it's like it I, is, I, yeah. I lost in the finals to Simon in like season three of Wobble because he took a cheeky six plus six plus pass, a long mm-hmm. bomb from an orc blitzer into the end zone to an orc lineman who was tagged in two tackle zones or something absurd, and did it. Like that is epic. But yeah, uh, it would be <laughs> yeah. Everything else you're saying, like, I agree with. Yeah, it's like here you have four pages in the rule book about passing the ball. And it's just kind of like, seems to be four pages on something that's really only a desperation play. Seems like kind of a missed opportunity when you can have this mechanic, which is really integral to football. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. throw it and pass. <laughs> like, how many yeah. games, are, I mean, you, you know, you're in American football more than I do. How many games do they just like give the player to one guy and he never, ever gives it up? Uh, the like, Browns and the Titans did a pretty good job of it, but even 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 then, they had some pretty decent throw game as well. Uh, and that's the thing. Yeah, NFL, it, you can't throw if you can't run. If, if everyone knows you're going to throw the ball, they can position to stop it. And in Blood Bowl, yeah. you, kind of, you can kind of do that anyway, unless you're playing against Pro-Els. Nerves of steel. Totally OP. 
love yeah. that. It's great fun. That, that's another thing. Nerves of Steel and you, 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 there's that skill and an entire tree of skills for passing. And it's something that they've kind of designed to be a real one-off desperation play. Um, I feel like it could be... I, I think like what they had with Deflection is really awesome because that's like a kind of a counter to the passing. I think encouraging more things like that where you can counter a player that's quite common just yeah. adds another layer of depth rather than making the actual play itself just a real one-off thing. Sometimes it might happen. You might win. Sometimes you just throw the game. And pass yeah, block being know. lumped in now as well is also pretty yeah. cool. Uh, I like that to make that more. I think that is going to come up. But yeah, I, I, I mean, massively, I agree with you. And we're going to talk about that. So topic one, we're going to be talking about optimistic throwers. And topic two, we're going to be talking about actually... What are some stuff you can do to source up the passing game? What are some sort of meta changes? What are some special rules, some house rules if you want to change it up? Um, because actually passing is a, is a great fun element of the game. And the mm -hmm. downside of successful passing is more touchdowns. And, and that's not something yeah. that I'm opposed to. And I think that's probably because <laughs> of the teams I play. But I don't know, like being able to spread it out and go for the pass would be pretty sweet. Um, but then again, you can just run pro elves for that. But, you know, I don't want to run pro elves. I want a goblin. I want a hefty. I want these guys that are sitting at passing three plus. I want them to be my quarterback. Because who does mm -hmm. not love the idea of a halfling hefty quarterback hooning the ball down <laughs> and scoring those TDs? I just think it's just awesome. Like, I, I just, yeah. there's nothing in the world I want more than stunty quarterbacks, I think. In fact, we that's that's another topic one league the stunty quarterback league <laughs> you can give them like a like popeye style like spinach where they just gobble something down and get some some strength to <laughs> absolutely <love> it. <laughs> just like a can of scroll ale uh boom yeah. add your strength. i mean their strength's only two so it's still not great uh yeah. <laughs> no it's cool it's it's a it's a cool article it's 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 always nice to read about blood bowl um they have definitely run out of source they've definitely run out of stuff to do right now though haven't they um yeah this this did this article did kind of feel like filler <laughs> is yeah, that me yeah. to say? um and i think spike 12 which will be landing full stop it will be landing we don't know when we have no idea mm. uh again also a little bit filler i think they are probably just lagging behind but we did have a great end of last year like snotlings into two into into necro into the box set with like we got like four awesome teams and owa last year that's it's pretty sweet like yeah however it's been six months games workshop we need we need to know the next team we need to know the next team we need to see the squig team coming that would be pretty cool uh, right I think that wraps it up for, for news Ben let's have a quick chat about hobby before we talk about optimistic passers and we're back and it is hobby time so uh, we can't go outside very often so hobby is kind of key to what we're doing at the moment so we'll talk about some hobby talk about some games over to UBT Hobby, what's the top of your list this week? Uh, I've feel like I've done a lot of painting, but I haven't really. Um, I'm, <laughs> I talk about the Ogre Army quite a lot. I'm working on Age of Ogre Army. I have one model left to do, which is the Iron Blaster, and then it's kind of just to finish up the basing on a lot of them. Hang on, um, what's the Iron Blaster? Mm. 
that's the big ogre with a cannon being carried by a rhinox. Is yeah. You've done the scrap launcher, which was insane. Yes. Is that Thank similar you. similar model kit? I don't know if I've seen the big. Cannon yes, it's like it. the same chassis. It's just yeah. instead of catapult, it's a big cannon and an ogre on it. No, that's yeah. awesome. And then what? What, cool the model, then? what are you going to do then? Sorry? What are you going to do then? Uh, what am I going to do after? I haven't really decided. I think I should go back to some Blood Bowl. Um, yeah. I think I want to do some more Blood Bowl. I think it's nice to jump between things. Um, and I've then... got a couple of teams that have been waiting for paint. And then Slanesh. Um... Yes. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know, the army's tempting. The army's tempting. I, I think by then I'll wait and see what we see, because Cursed City or Cursed City is also coming out. I keep saying Cursed, don't I? Like I'm in the 1920s. Cursed City. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. It's very dramatic. I'm well on yeah. board with that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, um, Curse City is just something I am very, very excited about. Um, yeah. I just hope oh, it the lands. models are just good. It's <sighs> such a cool direction to go in. I think it's amazing. I do hope it lands soon enough, though. Um, right. So there was a thing I was chatting with a friend about is they had, if you like, I can't remember what you did, but there was there was a way where you kind of. I don't remember what he did, but basically on the website there was this blank thing about the book and it said like it hadn't quite had a, a header on it. It was like a pre what do they call it? Like a placeholder header for yeah. the article about the book. And like if you clicked on that you got an image saying like the the book for Curse City was like April. Um and so that that and that in, and but the header said March. And so like the, the placeholder said March, the book said April. But then they're hinting at not releasing much for a little while. I don't know what's going. I don't know like when it's coming. I really hope it's soon. The models are amazing, and I want to paint and play it so bad. There's also um, they also do run a bit of a risk here. So the most exciting thing about it is that it's solo slash co-op. Okay, so right now yes. we all need some really solid solo co-op stuff, and if it doesn't come out till May. The world is going to start reopening, and people are not going to be playing solo co-op stuff. Like it, it needs to land, it needs to land reasonably soonish because then they'll get three solid months of buzz of everybody playing it everywhere, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, if they yeah. if they drop it at the end of April, um, I I think it's too late because then everyone's going to be like, sweet, got my first tournament in two months. Let's get let's get ready. I mean, I don't know. I think I think the market for cardboard games is still very much there. Yeah, I think like all right. it's, it's most most of the board games I play are co-op. I think when you have a good group of friends. It's it's there's nothing better. I think it's it's a better atmosphere to play in than competitive. Sometimes I agree. I think so. Tiff loves I do love a competitive. Game. <laughs> Tiff loves co-op games, um, and we we do yeah. get that's it's really good fun, and I've run we've run out of them basically. Um, yeah, but so yeah, she's like, oh, I'll play this with you. I'm like, okay, we're we this is on. Like we're doing this. This is going to be great fun, and I want to kind of run the the. A co -op. I want to run the solo mode because it's mm -hmm. going to be great fun to just do. I want to play through it and do it for YouTube just because actually it ticks my boxes. That'll be a fun little project and it's kind of self-contained. Um, however, you know, July is when Blood Bowl begins in theory mm -hmm. and really want to just do tournament coverage and tournament, just, just have a great time. Really just love Blood Bowl. And I think, when can we start filming again then, Ben? Is it kind of June, I guess? Oh yeah, that would be ideal. Then, would definitely yeah. be ideal. Yeah, depends when you can have you know two households inside. Two households outside is April. Two households inside is probably May the seventeenth. 
depends how warm it is we might be able to do april <laughs> yeah get a gazebo let's start filming yeah um, hmm that may not be a terrible idea uh how can we do that would i want to put my stream set up in the garden oh the lighting the lighting's <laughs> going to be horrific yeah yeah just get a big anyway um yeah i am very much looking forward to that game landing uh, we know nothing about the mechanics yet at all I, I, all i'm assuming is blackstone fortress but with vampires and dark fantasy and that's enough for me yeah i'm on board with that yeah i am massively <laughs> yeah i'm totally on board with that um right hobby wise for me so uh started painting the Grebo dwarves which is awesome mm -hmm. not really allowed to show them off yet which is less awesome but very excited uh they're great fun like you said ben probably never gonna run dwarves but are oh, these teams they just make me want to run dwarves um and i'm also doing the sevens roster videos at the moment and every single one i like there's like two lists in there at least where i'm like that would be great fun to play in sevens that one would be great yeah. fun to play in sevens so like look at the next team and i just end up getting genuinely excited for every one of these teams for sevens and i just can't wait to play more sevens uh i know it's, the sevens nights are always such a such a man. blast like to just cram out some seven sessions in a really short space of time three games three hours like it's just mm. awesome I, it's just the best way to play blood bowl 100 percent in my mind and i can't wait to start doing seven super series again that's just <laughs> that's something that's only a couple of months away and i'm so jazzed about it i mean i i'm very excited to get married do not get me wrong i think may is just going to be a great month with a wedding and then i steal ben and we film loads of seven stuff so that's that's cool <laughs> <laughs> just like yes new wife i really love you but my wedding <laughs> just straight after this yeah. wedding day get rid of the honeymoon because it's super seven <laughs> series yeah. filming time. as we can't yeah. fly anywhere for the honeymoon is it okay if i go <laughs> stay at entoyment for four days uh, and film i'm sure it's a great way to start a healthy yeah. marriage <laughs> if i screw up in a short amount of time I, I, we can just get an annulment and save the divorce so yeah um <laughs> <laughs> she'll be filming animal crossing stuff that's right that's uh that's true yeah that's been quite entertaining as well so uh hobby wise you know doing all the youtube videos work was hell like just i the thing is like the announcement from the government was coming it was always we knew it was coming it was going to land and it landed basically exactly as we expected but somehow that still created a monumental amount of work to achieve in like no time at all which then just wrecked everything like all spare time all filming schedules it's like they don't care about blood bowl uh but you know that, that that was that was a pain so other than painting the ogres ben what's uh what's going on Hobbyland with you um i've started playing Yu-Gi-Oh. really i'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh, ben yeah about two months ago it was magic and now it's Yu-Gi-Oh. uh so magic they've got the mm. the viking set out at the moment which is it's, just, it's quite complicated I, I like it but i don't think it's super They've got their Strixhaven one coming out soon, which is basically not Hogwarts. That's in April. That'll be good fun. <laughs> and there's Forgotten the Realms. Yeah. There's Forgotten Realms coming in the summer, like August time. And then at some point, they're releasing Commander decks for 40k, for Warhammer 40k. Oh, have they said it's, com it's Commander decks? Yeah. I heard this on um, Magic FM. I was listening to it on the way home. But it's going to be oh. Commander decks with 40k stuff which is wow that's way further than i thought well i think that's perfect i think the commander decks is ridiculous at 100 i don't know why they're not going for 70 so for just 60 card decks would make much more sense like hey welcome to magic shuffle a year's just shuffle a yard of cards like, i don't know about that one <laughs> personally 
But yeah, the 40k stuff, that's that's really interesting. I love the mechanics of magic is awesome and I don't know, man, it'd just be sweet. To, can you imagine picking up an orcs deck? Just, oh, that would be quite cool actually. Yeah. Just just sweet. But the other thing is they've yeah, got Sigma would have been a better fit though. Or old world. They just because the magic is generally a fairly fantasy theme, right? It is weird, but I think the IP of 40k is better. Yeah, that's true. They've got all the games, all the app games. You know, Age of Sigmar is is weird. Like, tabletop players generally love it. But... Even Old World, though, because then you have the Total War market as well. Old World uh, I would guess have made sense. Tabletop. That's it. Yeah. But I think they, I think it's confusing. This is the biggest issue mm -hmm. with the way Games Workshop was doing the IP for Warhammer. Is like, here's this amazing PC game, and we killed it on the tabletop, so we can't even sell you <laughs> models. Uh, here's this really popular miniature game, but doesn't translate well to a, a computer game because the setting is gnarly and un, uh, what's unrelatable, I think, is the mm. difficulty with the AOS realms. It's really interesting. But they're also doing a Lord of the Rings expansion for it. Probably the same again. But dude, this is awesome. <laughs> I was just going to be sweet to be like, yeah, I'm running my Mordor deck. Like, it's just... They've done... <laughs> Against my squig deck. Yeah, they've done good. I think mm. it could be garbage, but I don't know. It's pretty fun, but it's nice to see Games Workshop spreading out. Where is the Blood Bowl Magic the Gathering expansion? See, I that I mean, we've talked about that before. I think I think Magic has a really good framework for pretty much any anything fantasy setting, with the with the sense of the uh, the whole sort of schools of Magic with like the colors and like that. I, I don't know if I've spoken about it on a podcast, but one of my favorite comparisons, I can't remember where I heard it from, but it's um, using the magic colors in D&D &D instead of the alignment chart, where you have, oh. uh, like, instead of your alignment, you're blue, which means you're... Horrible. You're in, you're, yeah. Your interest is in the pursuit of knowledge and to, like, have power over others. Ruin but fun for everybody. It doesn't necessarily make you... Yeah, it doesn't. There's no real like motive there, but there's isn't like good or bad. It's just you value knowledge and you know knowing everything and magic over everything else. But then you also have white, where you value order at any cost. That can that could be you could be like a paladin who believes in order, but like someone commits like a minor crime, you'd consider that awful. It's stuff like that. Uh, I think it's really awesome, and I think that in like, I think you could have, you could even put that into Blood Bowl where you have like. Instead of oh, your yeah. mixed my, teams, my, you can maybe have green the dwarf uh, My red-green dwarf team. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you could give them bonuses for that. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be sweet. The the yeah. the thing, I think they've got they've got a Magic the Gathering Dungeons & Dragons expansion. So I don't know if they just did it, it in that. Yes, yeah, I think it's been out for a long time. I think they've done oh, several. I, I think they've done several. But now they're doing the Dungeons & Dragons Magic set, whereas they've done the magic rules for Dungeons & Dragons before. Because it's there, it's the same mm -hmm. IP. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see him branching out. Uh, I don't think it's going to be something that we see really affect us in Blood Bowl, but more opportunities to play more card games, such as Yu-Gi-Oh, Ben. So <laughs> how did this How did this happen? Uh, I was preface is not tabletop. It's literally, there's, uh, I think it's Legacy of the Duelist is the video game. And it was on Switch and it was on sale. And I've got a friend who was really into Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. And I thought... Oh, why not? I'll give it a go because it basically plays through all the the show. It basically plays you you play through the show with all the decks they use, and you can make your own. It's got all the cards in one game. You don't have to like spend money on cards like you usually do in these games. You just get all like nine thousand cards or whatever. Um, 
Oh, it's just really good. It's a good game. I've always been really intimidated by it because it looks really complicated, but it's really not that bad. It's a little bit crazy, but I, I think it's uh, fun. I downloaded the app for my phone because my brother used to love Yogi Yogi as it was growing up, and I was like, "Oh, this could be mm. cool." And then um, I don't know, I just I don't know, didn't didn't twig with me very well. They've they've just released another mm. Digimon card game, which um, okay. looks really basic. Digimon was another massive IP when we were growing up. I was like, oh, "This is interesting." Mm. I like Digimon cards. Yeah, I love that original card game. That was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just ah, games, man. There's so many good ones. <laughs> Not enough time to play any of it. So true. All money. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot else to do with the money at the moment, is there? So that's true. <laughs> just, I'm trying really hard. The printer was kind of my out to stop just randomly picking up stuff. Um, no, it doesn't, so, doesn't stop anything. Yeah, <laughs> I I know, told you I've that. done real well so far. The only okay. miniature I have bought uh, that wasn't directly Blood Bowl related, as in like the Games Workshop release, was a a single Mantic ship. That is it. That it's is... not one. Yeah, I just picked up one just to get one. Whereas I was like this close from getting the starter set and this close mm-hmm. from getting the starter set from Dystopian Wars. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to build them. I'm not going to paint them. So if I want to paint a boat, I'll just print a boat. I printed a boat. Yeah. I bought one Mantic boat to compare just the size and the quality and everything. By the way, Mantic boats, a lot of work. That's not the best resin casting. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably. Yeah. I was like, well, my 3D printed ones are great. Um, yeah, tough one, you know, and it's cool. Otherwise, the, the 3D printer has massively decreased the amount of post I get, which is good and bad. I like post, but, you know. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Buying things is exciting. Yeah. But a little I dopamine have, hit of things rushing through the door. <laughs> it's pretty I have, nice. I have a very eclectic Warhammer, uh, war game taste. So, I've, like, my mini, my, my mini factory basket is full of all kinds of stuff there's spaceships there's three millimeter romans that's like my next when i get bored <laughs> i'm just going to print out a little tiny legion like that's going to be sweet uh, but whereas before i would have like gone to um bacchus and just ordered like 30 quids worth of six mil miniatures and then painted four uh, now i can just print them and save myself 30 pounds except that i will just yeah i don't know it's good however printers are not always the easiest are they ben no no, I've been having issues literally in front of me right now. I've got one of my resin trays dismantled because I keep absolutely screwing up the uh, cheap replacement. Uh, so yeah, expensive I, mistakes. I, I have a <laughs> I have a confession to make. You very kindly got me a Christmas present, but before yeah. you got me the Christmas present, I pulled the trigger and Amazoned two more resin trays for like mm-hmm. twenty four pounds, and honest to God. I think it was just the best thing I ever did. Um, and it's the best £20 I ever spent. I'm like, I know that this is against the thing, but it was just like, you know, the, the, the print failed. I really couldn't be bothered. Um, and you know what? It still failed, and it's just one of the trays. And, yeah, yeah it's... That's what I did. I'm, I've gone past two trays, and now I have to start replacing them. So <laughs> I don't want to buy more trays. <laughs> I think that's very fair. Yeah, no. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But yeah, printers are interesting. I think they're a lot. I think they are quite similar to airbrushes. I think they're great, and then they go wrong, and then you've got to clean them, and it's just easy to buy a new one. Dust up, airbrush, absolutely poops on printer. <laughs> if there's a hobby thing you can buy, it's an airbrush. I'd say get yeah. that over a printer any day of the week. Any day of the week, it's so much better. 
Oh, I've just seen that Willy Miniatures, uh, Rich posted this in our group chat. Willy Miniatures 25% off sale at the moment. Oh, for, well, for all of March. Yeah, for all of March. That's pretty cool. 25% off. Wow. Willy Miniatures do some really good stuff. Yeah, they do. That Wood Elf team I really like. Yeah, they've got some real good... I think um, Rick's got that one. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. seeing his made me want it. Really cool. So, um, doing that, you've been playing some Yu-Gi-Oh! I've been failing hard at Bumble. I was doing really well in our Wobble League. Um, I was like up there with my four wins and one draw, and then I got just diced by Sam Frenzy Garner. It oh, was no. awful. It was probably one of the worst games of Blood Buy I've ever played. Like <laughs> He played brilliantly. Like It was a 4-1 drumming, and Every single thing I did failed. Whether it was a two-die block with a re-roll or just a leap or a go for it into the end zone, everything failed. It was awful. Then I tilted, absolutely tilted, full-on chose to tilt. I was like, this has been a horrible week at work. I've been looking forward to playing Blood Bowl and now Blood Bowl will not let me play Blood Bowl. It's like, okay, right, this guy's got dodge, two plus dodge, let's do that. Nope, failed, turnover, sweet. Like, uh, right, let's do take this two die block. Yep, skull, skull, reroll, skull, skull. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, just like four turns in a row, I just did not get to play Blood Bowl. I was like, this is awful. And then Blitz. Then I got blitzed as well. Oh. I'm like, this is just garbage. I, I was like just so destroying. And I tilted and I knew it. And I was I was just like I did not have the mental fortitude at the end of that week. It wasn't even the end of the week so I had to go in on Saturday mm. and do a disciplinary and it was just, I was just like just ransacked. I was my soul was as ransacked as my team was that day. Um, and then my reward was to take what was remaining of my slant team and play against Chaos Dwarves last night, which, <laughs> which was a turn 16-2-1 victory to Simon's wow. Chaos Dwarves. It oh. was real close. <laughs> I, honestly, no, no, no. But there was a very close ball steal. And I was like, geez, all right. You know what? I, I could have won that match. And that was nice. Like, I don't mind losing if I've made the wrong choice or so i've taken a gamble here all right this is a gamble i need to roll a five plus to get now i didn't get it that's absolutely fine it's when it's the 97 percent chance four turns in a row and you're just like how 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 however uh my croxical is now missing for my next game i'm playing against trips on tuesday uh with his owa the bad version from 2016 and i've got a croxless slan team now down to three catchers and 79 journeymen it's going to be interesting. Um, mm. But it's been amazing to get some fumble on the go. That is good. Uh, and like, at least we're lucky to have a good set of coaches as well. So at least the crushing defeats aren't, you know, marred by rubbing it in or anything like that. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, Sam yeah. Bessin was just like, this is ridiculous, yeah. Ben. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. He played brilliantly. He positioned himself absolutely right every single time, capitalised on the opportunity. He did play brilliantly. And then shot to the top of the league, and then somehow got destroyed by Ian last night and his halflings. Uh, just at the uh, <laughs> his <but> halflings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Sam did say like this is just how it goes. Like I diced the heck yeah. out of Ben last week. Ian diced the hell out of me this week. I think he had three or four deaths. Um, I think most of them were journeymen though. So it's yeah, right. I think I saw. But just like, whoa, what is wrong with Fumble? Fumble is just having a bad month. 
Um, <laughs> taking I, it all out on the pitch. I, I think it's where Krista's like updating it to the Blood Bowl 2020 rules. And it's just like, right, yeah. we need people to want to change to the rules. How do we do that? I know. Let's turn the heat up on the RNG. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good job, Krista. You did it. <laughs> it was definitely uh, a week of I hate playing this game. That that Friday night game was just... Uh, however, it's all exciting. <laughs> OWA, then I've got Kemri. So, and then uh, maybe the finals. We haven't decided if we're going to do finals or go straight into another league. Um, but Which I will absolutely join. Yeah, this is it. This is. <laughs> I thought we could have a chat about the next bit, Ben, just casually on the podcast now. Because there's a thing I think would be quite fun to do. And I want you guys out there listening to say whether it's a good idea, a bad idea, whether you're interested, whether you're not interested. But because of my schedule, because of Tiff's schedule, and because of how much I love Bumble... There's a gap in my schedule for nine o'clock every Friday night. And I thought, Friday night fumble. Everyone loves a Friday night fumble. So it could be a great <laughs> opportunity <laughs> to do a league or a something that plays every Friday night at 9.15. And then every week we could just stream at least one game from this league going on and just follow it through while we're exiting lockdown and coming out like a good like just i just think it would be sweet but the the idea which i totally stole from um what's college fumble is this league that at the moment they've just it's just an insane amount of work they've designed custom designed 32 teams and it's just like they've gone in with some crazy stuff like it's just amazing amount of works really wanted to do a feature on it um but they're fully booked, which is cool. But I thought, well, there's 10 Dungeon Bowl teams. Could we get 10 coaches to play at 9.15pm on a Friday night and we could just build those Dungeon Bowl teams onto Fumble, which wouldn't actually be that difficult because there's only 10. Um, so, you mm-hmm. know, each Dungeon Bowl team is made up of three other teams, you know, and you have to change the positionals and stuff. The coach could buy a team in that and just develop them. And it could be really interesting to see those teams with those colour schemes um, play it out, or something like that. But yeah, basically, let us know if there's uh, there's interest or, or something in doing a Friday Night Fumble League. Um, because, I don't know, that'd be cool. It'd be cool that to sounds have a, awesome. It'd be cool to have a weekly purpose again. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely yearning after the NFL. Like, <laughs> oh, Sundays, are, Sundays are tough now. There's nothing going on. It's like, oh, this is this is this is awful. I miss it. I miss having a thing every week. You know, like we can talk about this. How's going out? What's the matchup next week? What's happened? Who's developing? Who's great? Yeah. Who's being terrible? And the now game it's, outside the game. The game it's outside the game. That. The only game outside the game at the moment is politics, and no one wins at that. Yeah, <laughs> I need someone to stay on my mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need something completely and utterly unimportant to believe in and care about, and this. This could be it. So yeah, do let us know if it's something that you guys would be interested in, in seeing, in taking part in. Because actually, I think um, I think we could do something fun for uh, the next couple of months. Um, yeah, absolutely. So talk games played, talk hobby. Um, I think it's time to talk throwers, Ben. What do you reckon? Love it. Right, Let's move on. Welcome back. It's time for Optimistic <laughs> Throwers. We just had a five-minute segue on app games and whether or not... Uh, ben wants to shill for Raid Shadow Legends, but I won't let him. Um, 
Humbug. His exact words were, make Raid great again. And I don't know, we had, a, we had a chat. We had a chat about whether that's appropriate or not. <laughs> or listen to the end of the show to hear how upset I am with J-Lo. Yeah, uh... <laughs> uh, anyway, we have returned and we are going to be talking about optimistic throwers. So I don't even know how this came about. Ben, we were just chatting about stuff. I think, is it is it because of your nobility thrower fetish? I think it was, yeah. I think I've I've brought up a lot of times how it's just like, why isn't he just a human thrower? He is a human who throws. Why is he not a human thrower? But, why is it because he's all like up himself, pretentious and noble? He I, just loses the ability to throw a ball. I don't know. Right. A straight away question here for you then. Does that make you want to pass with him more or less? Uh, it makes me want to make him good. Yes. That's what it does. That's that's what I have with an ability team. The whole team is suboptimal. I want to make them work. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's like is that is that does that just legitimately sum up tier two teams? It does. It does. I think the best tier you can play is tier two. I think my I think my favorite tier to play is tier two because it's kind of like you're still in with a shot and you can still play the game. Like Stunty is a meme. You take it because it's hilarious and you can do really funny things. Yeah. Um, the tier one is just like yeah. You know, you take a tier one team when you want to win, and I think that's totally fine in tournament settings and and leagues. It's fine all the time. You know, it's a competitive game. Yeah. You play to win. A tier two makes you feel like you deserved it. You've earned it. Sure. You've brought it. Yeah. And it is great fun to make a tier one team sweat it out against a tier two team because they're actually Absolutely. they're actually pretty close, but they are just they are strictly worse. Like tier one teams are yeah. just strictly better than tier two. Like Lizardmen, just strictly better than Blackhawks. Like in every way. Yeah, but I don't know. Actually, I suppose the combat edge. There's a definitely combat edge there with black. No, I think the skinks really make it though. They're significantly better than the goblins, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And the extra two squares of movement is pretty decent for the saurus to read. It. And the croxagore is better than the troll yeah. by a massive amount. So yeah, but yeah, there you go. It's just strictly better. It, the team is built so similarly, and nobility. You know, cracking example. That human thrower versus the noble thrower, just strictly better. No sure hands. Passing three plus instead of pass two plus sure hands pass. Yeah. That's just you you don't there's nothing more you can get. Like the only better thing than that is edge two plus and that doesn't exist. Like which is good because edge two plus sure hands pass would be a just filth starting thrower with edge two mm-hmm. pass two. Like just that would be horrific. Anyway, so we were chatting about right, nobility thrower. How do we want to develop him? Because actually, yeah. It's cool to have an ability thrower, even if it's not optimal. It's definitely not right. I guess another disclaimer. Passing is suboptimal. You are rolling more dice. The goal of Blood Bowl is to make your opponent roll more dice than you because their dice are going to hurt them more than your dice are going to hurt you. That's the goal. And then you just win. Um, that's that's Blood Bowl in a nutshell. So passing is yep. suboptimal. But it is so satisfying. There is a genuine rush. They're like, I'm going to run this. And I know it. I just anything but a one is the worst thing you can say out loud. But also, like, oh, I've got this. I've got this four plus pass now with the re the reroll, and it's just oh, I don't know if it's gonna work. Is it gonna work? And you pull it off, and you're just like, boom, that was good. Yeah, I think the, the feeling of scoring a touchdown off, like, especially like a, a short or long pass or something like that, is just really, really, really good. Yeah, that sweet middle range there of like chucking it 
six, seven, eight, nine squares is just like, here we go. The long bomb play is always like a last second, like, let's go for it. <laughs> but I don't know. Being able to rely... I don't think I've ever seen this. I don't, personally, I don't think I've ever seen something score off a long bomb. Um, yeah, I don't I, think just, I have, just that game against Simon where he did it with the Orcs. Uh, <laughs> against me but you know that was fine like that happens in the nfl like there's always a there are those games where there is a last second hail mary pass and sometimes it put mm -hmm. in fact the cardinals pulled it off this year with the hail murray they called it because the quarterback was murray and he chucked it up uh, <laughs> and aaron Rodgers is the hail mary king he's pulled it off more times than he should and i love aaron Rodgers; really? such a great guy um but yeah there is just something about throwing that is exciting um, and yeah, Burnham was talking about the the throw, their ability thrower and how actually it needs some skills to get good. And there is kind of a threshold with throwers where you get good enough. But that, that kind of made us think, actually, there is definitely a sub-species of Blood Bowl coach that is like, I wish to throw with this thing that I should not throw with. We've seen it in the zombie league. We've seen it with uh, dwarf coaches all around the world. Like there's mm -hmm. always that sub thread of like, no, I run a passing dwarf team. Wait, you don't anymore. Ask JTY about that and read his article. Um, you know, but <laughs> there is that sub pass of coach that it's like with the tier two thing. Like I want to make this tier two team work. You know, there's this, I want to take this tier two team and make it work by using a, 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 a play that is suboptimal. It's like you're like tier four, you know, tier two, two. It's, it's just like there's that extra, like, it's not going to work, but sometimes it's going to work. One in four games, I'm going to pull off a sweet passing game with my tier two team. It's going to be awesome. And yeah, I'm... it's just, that's something you see in TCG game in, in CCGs as well, Ben, isn't it? It's like some people are like, yep, yeah, I play this deck. Mm -hmm. I play this deck because every now and again it combos out and I do this great thing and it's fun. And I think that's what yeah. passing is in Blood Bowl. Um, Especially if you like you made it like and I think that's kind of like we've definitely said with tier two teams as well is a lot of them tend to be kind of like a sandbox like you can build them in, in quite a few different ways. I mean, that's also the case with a lot of tier one teams like humans and, th and stuff, but like we've definitely spoken about different ways to go about an ability or like even with like differences between ability and Bretonian and how you can like how they kind of have wildly different play styles despite relatively similar teams i think mm -hmm. to take a tier two team in particular and build it in your way and make that work i think is really satisfying you build your franchise team and then you end up with something special mm. something special that you've earned yeah. and that's and not many other people would play and that's yeah. that rpg element isn't it that's that that kind of i have built this this is i have journeyed for this um yeah. or you know the deck building thing where i have I have explored, I have experiment, I have built it, I've constructed this, you know, there's the constructed element, and then there's that RPG I've earned this element. Um, anyway, mm -hmm. so what we're going to do is we're going to have a look at a few optimistic throwers. Some throwers that just aren't the... So I've been called out on this, I tend to refer to most throwers as the best thrower in the game, because, you know, sometimes it's true. Uh, these guys are not the best throwers in the game but they can be very good throwers. So if you are if you if you watch the NFL at all, okay? These are the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the quarterback world. This is the Andy Dalton, okay? This is the QBs that are either second string or just in the teams that are like in the middle to bottom of the league, not the Jay Cutlers, not the Mitch Trubisky's. <laughs> just the middle ground where you're like i love this guy he throws when he shouldn't throw and sometimes it's awesome and i think that's probably the tagline 
and we're going to have a look at some of those players. So Ben, should we just should we start off with your boy first, the nobility thrower? Yes. Yeah. I see. I like I said before. I just I like this guy. I think. Well, let's start also with the Games Workshop model. It's awesome. Oh, there goes the green screen. Okay, we've got a background today. Uh, and... Oh, that was amazing. That's fine. Just go, roll with it. Roll with it. I'll roll with that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, the nobility guy is the model is awesome. I think that's that's already a winner for my book of hundred percent making him work. He's just so full of like haughtiness. Like, <laughs> yes, I can. I can throw this farther than a than an ogre can throw a. Oh my no, god! Do you know who he looks yeah. like? Have you seen um, Napoleon Dynamite? I love them, Napoleon Dynamite. This yeah. guy is the uncle. <laughs> Just look at the model. Yeah. Look at what everything about him. I don't know. I can't remember the uncle's name. Oh, calm down, Microsoft. It's going to be fine. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite Uncle, because it's, it's like, yep, is it? no. Chip or oh, Uncle Rico. Rico, oh, it's Kip, is his brother. That's oh yeah, Kip's amazing. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, Kip. Everybody knows someone who looks like Kip. Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> and I bet he plays Blood Bowl, and I'm I'm very on board with that. <laughs> Uncle Rico, yeah, this guy is Uncle Rico. Uh, I want some Uncle Rico. Yeah, fans. oh, he is. He really is. Oh, I just love it more now. <laughs> He takes them out to like the, the the planes and just starts throwing. Them. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. Um, How much you want to bet? I can throw a football over them mountains. <laughs> <laughs> That's this guy. That is this guy. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna watch the Polo Dynamite after this. Oh, that. Oh, it's a, that's such a good movie, dude. Have okay. you seen? Have you watched Gentleman Broncos? I haven't, but oh. I I know I named a troll off of. Is that the one where he's like Trucker car. Trelonious? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think my troll one of my trolls and my troll team is Trelonia. Oh mate, it's such a good film. It's just Napoleon Dynamite, but worse. Like it's just more <laughs> awkward. It's just fantastic. Watched it first time drunk and I've just stuck with me. Ian watched it on a plane and then came back and was like, guys, life changing moment here. And then yeah, we all chilled out, had some beers and watched this awful film that's a, about a kid writing a sci fi novel and it's just the most believable movie I've it's just ah. Oh, so good anyway gentlemen broncos find it so good you'll love it if you like awkward films anyway so uncle rico on the nobility team yeah um what are his stats let's give a rundown of uncle rico he is 75k uh movement six strength three edge three plus passing three plus armor nine plus and he has pass and running pass okay so running, so running pass, pass being a new skill is quite cool like we don't it is cool we don't know how that's going to fit into the team whether it's there on purpose or whether it's just like shadowing on the chameleon skink as in like uh oh thank you for that um yeah i i mean running past... it's kind of like it's a skill where i'm kind of glad they start with it because i don't think i'd ever choose it first on anyone no i think that's a really great yeah. point they should do more of that mm. actually they should um, stuff like fend and things like that as well which this team oh, has my god are they doing um, more of that yeah, they do something right. They've done a lot of stuff right, but yeah, actually, fend, stand firm on the dude, the other dudes, yeah. uh, catch on the blitzers. Yeah, interesting team actually. And grab, I think stuff you wouldn't normally take. Grab and brawler on the blackhawks again are two skills mm. you wouldn't take. They're not tier one team skills; they're tier two skills. And it's it's interesting. Anyway, Uncle Rico, <clears throat> pass running pass, 
three plus for the quick pass. So you know, three plus with a re-roll is reasonably good odds. Yeah, still pretty good. I just it's, it's just a quick pass is also kind of nearly a handoff. It, it's absolutely <laughs> most of the time uh, when you come into a three plus pass, two go for it is going to get you that handoff, and two two pluses. Mm -hmm. It, I can't remember what the maths are on this one, but it feels better. In fact, I think it is statistically better. Yeah. Uh, yeah maybe not. I don't know. But with a reroll, like that, pretty good odds. Uh, so most of the time, if you're going to do a quick pass, you're probably two go for its way from a handoff instead. So that's yeah. kind of... Yeah. If you're a two-plus passer with a reroll, well, that's fantastic. If you're three-plus passer, it's, it's, it's interesting. So... This guy, Ben, the first skill you take on this guy to make him a thrower is? Uh, <laughs> we actually had this debate. Um, we did. I think for me, I think, I, think, I think you want to go for accurate. I agree. Uh, we were in a meeting. Oh, no, wait. I was in a meeting. We were talking about it. Don't know what the meeting was about. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember going away thinking, right, actually, accurate. <clears throat> and I think it's probably going to be a spoiler. Accurate is probably the first skill on all of these optimistic throwers. Because this this guy, it, it takes you from a 3 plus with a reroll, which if you've ever used uh, a human thrower or a skaven thrower, is just the worst roll you can make. Or in fact, ever tried to mm -hmm. dodge with a human. Um, but it, taking that to a cheeky 2 plus quick pass, well that is just... You've got the reroll there from past. That is better than a go for it. It's definitely better than two go for it. And then it means that actually six squares is three plus with a reroll. And then that's something that you kind of you can buy, isn't it? You look like right actually three yeah. three plus for six squares is something that I'm willing to take a gamble on because that's a chunk of the pitch. That's halfway to the end zone. It's not. It's slightly under, but it's almost halfway to the end zone. But then if you've got a movement seven piece or a movement six piece with two go for it, that is the difference between that's from the midline. That's your coast to coast. Okay, that's not true. That's your middle. That's your middle of the country to coast. You know, that's plus this guy's yeah. got what? Is he move six? This move six. This guy. He's movement six. All right. So that's movement six plus six squares of passing. That's twelve. You know, this is a long way across the pitch with a three plus with a reroll with accurate or two plus with a reroll, and it's going to get you more SPP, Ben, and that's the most important thing I think here. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And you really want this guy to level up really quickly because the other thing we we discussed talk well, we we discussed was well, is it worth saving up for passing two plus? Because you know that's kind of built inaccurate and cannoneer in one. Um, and worst case, you end up getting more movement, which isn't that bad with running pass because you still get to use it a lot of the time. Yeah. So I don't. I think also saving up for the passing two plus probably more sensible, which we kind of agreed after accurate because accurate helps you get there um but i think i'd probably go for that next just uh, because I, I like that i think pass go for that accurate mm. start farming those short pass because you, you're going to put it off more often and you can that glory spp as well you're going to have a chance every yeah. now and again to do it now one thing here that i do think is quite interesting about this guy is he doesn't have sure hands i know it's not going to yeah. help pass and I don't think it's needed because you've got the pass reroll already. So one team reroll to pick up the ball should do you okay. Yeah, but the nobility rerolls are 70k. They're also really expensive. Well, that's it. I, I think that having two throwers is probably really important. One with block and leader 
and one with yeah. accurate to be your thrower and then you save up to take that extra pa now it's a long way to go and you've got a 50 percent chance of so 18 spp it's 20 spp once you've taken your first skill um which is a very long way but let's 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 um let's do best case scenario mentality first that takes you from a that takes you to a one plus two plus is that right if you've got accurate already you're two three five six then you're one two four five with rerolls and that means you're 75 percent for what is it nine squares ten squares um yeah that's that again it's massive and i think you called it right at the beginning of the show ben when you said um short and long passes that is where you kind of make your money yeah um, that's when throwing makes a difference otherwise i think you know a reliable two plus quick pass is cracking you're going to farm spp doing that Fantastic. it's going to come in handy. especially with running pass which lets you, you know, make that quick pass and then go and assist or something that's exactly it uh, you can you know you can build up those spps and it's going to help and then yeah you can roll and take that pa the problem is if you don't get the pa and you you have to choose a double at that point or you basically get a movement you can have if you fail the roll you're going to get movement or armor or a secondary skill uh the other one you can fail it by is if you get a roll of 15 and get strength or agility and that's going to be a tough one as well agility might <laughs> be tempting accidentally overshoot yeah that's going to be interesting i wouldn't take strength on this guy agility is going to be hard to not take but if you are literally brewing him up to be a thrower at that point yeah it may be worth just take take agility a... on the second one who you're building as like a block leader yeah like that guy it's basically yeah. making a, a second blitzer pretty much yeah. uh, if you do get a double though uh is there anything you would want to take for these guys um yeah, i kind of wanted to get into that because actually actually i'll get into that afterwards okay but taking it i think dodge could be quite handy for them yeah um just to def help defend or again block um if you've already got a, a thrower i think if you're building a guy as a thrower i think dodge could be handy um yeah other than that it's not it's not a huge amount <laughs> um, Ramon, maybe i did wonder if diving catch strong arm is just three teammate now, isn't it? yeah that's gone now diving catch might be useful um or break tackle and the reason I say yeah. that is because although dodge is great, three plus with a re-roll, you've got that cheeky, actually once per turn, I can dodge into the open on a two plus with break tackle. But again, you, I just don't know if that's... I just think you were right, Ben. I think actually in that point, because of the doubles, taking movement is better. And this is the only thing I really don't like about the new skill system is let me take, an, uh, let me take a general skill instead. Just, just let me take a general skill. Because then yeah. I can make the roll, and if I don't get it, then maybe I take cannoneer instead. You know, maybe I'll take yeah. uh, Nerves of Steel, which I think is a great skill. Uh, on the yeah, ball. I was actually going to get into that. Go. With Nerves of Steel. See, I, I get a bit annoyed with Nerves of Steel and Running Pass. Like, they made, they added Running Pass and made an ability team. I think they should have made Nerves of Steel the general skill. Because I think Nerves of Steel gets way more value off of players who aren't passers. <laughs> because Running Pass exists now. Running past, you can throw it and then run into combat and assist. Uh, yeah, which is kind of like nerves of steel but reversed. Nerves of steel, you run into combat, and you throw it, or yeah. you're already in combat, yeah, you yeah, throw it away. Yeah, absolutely. 
But having a noble blitzer have access to nerves of steel on a general with running pass is amazing because you can lob that in. You you can have your your, your thrower pass the blitzer, run in and go and assist him. The blitzer can blitz out with nerves of steel to catch it. So he uses nerves of steel, catches it. The pass the thrower then goes and assists. The blitzer now has an assist to do its blitz, get out of the combat, and then go and score. I think that's a really cool combo, which Nobility could have pretty uniquely. I take it the nobles um, can't even take passing on, on doubles then? The blitzers can have passing on doubles, but I think there's so many more better skills to take on general with them. Uh, in fact, they're, the they're, they're strength on doubles as well, aren't they? Yeah, so they're, they're agility general, so you're, you want to go be getting dodge first. Yeah, you've you? got to take dodge first on those nobs. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe um, diving catch to give you that two plus receive if you are going to be catchy with them. But that is one really cool thing is that these catchers are so much better than human catchers. Um, oh, well, yeah, any, but the humans also get four blitzers. Yeah, they do get four blitzers. <laughs> that is really, really true. Anyway, so with this guy, you want to get him to two plus quick pass, and then save up and just go for that pass plus. Um, and mm -hmm. I don't know, let's say you get the pass plus. All right then you are doing everything you want to do with this quick with this short dink and dunk passer and running pass in a desperate situation it allows you to just move after the throw and go and block somewhere go and form a cage go and add an assist um it is likely to get your thrower murdered but at least this guy's strength three and armor nine plus so he's, he's as resilient as a lineman so that's pretty good yeah that's really good. And I think you take them. I would take them just to have more strength three guys on the nobility team. Oh, well, sorry. Edge three. Edge three plus guys. Yeah. I love yeah. the double thrower. Double thrower is great. And I think I think we talked about this when we talked about the team build for nobility, didn't we, Ben? Is that one, mm. you know, becomes a, a leader caddy and then gets block, you know, and the other one becomes your thrower. And then you can, you can be sensible about it and probably take sure hands first, or you can be an optimistic thrower kind of coach. And take that accurate to get that sweet two plus plus on a quick pass, and that's where your game starts lubing up a bit. Because if this guy's got six squares of movement, then a quick three plus pass, then you're moving with a seven uh, square blitzer. That's sixteen squares. That is a massive chunk of the pitch there. Uh, and then you chuck yeah. four up to four go for it. So that's twenty squares. That's everything outside of you know the last three squares on your side of the pitch. That is some yeah. serious mobility um, for the nobility. <laughs> i'm looking forward to seeing them play i think they've got a really unique relationship with those blitzers um yeah I, I i'm really intrigued to see it might be like cannoneer they might start wanting to do long bombs more often because the blitzers keep keep breaking through um we'll see that is it and the yeah. other cool thing about this team is that with the bodyguards having wrestle and the linemen having fend if you want to create a pocket for your passer they are going to find it really difficult to be able to break through and blitz him. Um, otherwise, yeah. you know, other teams, they just smack a dude, push him where they want, create a hole, run through, blitz your thrower, you know, LOL. Um, but actually with Fend, it's going to be difficult. With Stand Firm on the uh, or Wrestle on the bodyguard, it's going to be difficult. You're going to be kind of, you're going to have a better front line, which is going to be really good fun because then you can do some silly stuff with your blitzers. And I'm really looking yeah. forward to those blitzers. And I'm so upset you can't take four. I don't understand Maybe oh, no. <laughs> maybe that would have taken them to tier one. Can you imagine if they'd made this team with four blitzers and past two plus throwers? Like, oh, it'd be Bretonian. Man, it'd be better than Bretonian because Bretonian <laughs> don't have the throwers. They don't have throwers. They, they, that would be an yeah, awesome team. That would be that would definitely be tier one at that point, and you just love it. Yeah, like then you can Bretonians see Bretonians with a thrower and an ogre. 
Oh, man, that would just be boss. Anyway, so, Optimistic Thrower, number one. The Human Nobility Dude. Right. Um, What's next? Uh, one, two, or three, then. Let's go for two. It's the Hefty. There we go. <clears throat> okay, so this will be talked about. I think Ian Warhanam Hannam is quite eager to to do this as well. <laughs> the Hefty. The reason people love the Hefty is that actually, huh, Fend is pretty useful. The fact he's got access to passing, so he can sneak in leader, is pretty useful as well. The fact he's armor eight plus is in fact pretty useful for a halfling. Now he does cost fifty k, which is very expensive for a halfling, and you can't throw him, which is oh, which is kind of awkward. Um, just mm-hmm. go watch the game where I played my Skaven against Ian's halflings. Um, bless him. That was a horrible moment for him. I think uh, trying to throw the hefty. Yeah, he actually threw the hefty until I was like, hang about, that's the hefty. He was like, yeah. I was like, nope. No, 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 no. Oh. Nope. <laughs> no one tosses a hefty. So, <laughs> the, yeah. The thing is, this guy's got passing three plus, and stunties don't get throwing nerfs anymore. They used to have minus one to throw. Now, they've just got, they're slightly easier to intercept, which is fine. Like, that's absolutely fine. Um, Mm -hmm. But this guy's got passing three plus. He doesn't have pass, but he does get passing on a general skill. So if you want to have a halfling throwing game, then it takes away throw teammate. Okay, you can't throw and throw teammate at the same turn. Baffling, I really don't think that's something that I would consider to be broken as a tactic. Uh, But yeah, it can't do it. So that's a bit of a shame. However, like, just imagine... The stunty quarterback here. This guy here. Five squares of movement. Ch- chucking a cheeky <laughs> three plus pass. You know, three plus, four plus to that catcher. And then absolutely stretching the play. Like, come on. That is a moment that everybody can get behind. I think. Yeah, and the catchers of sprint. Like, you can imagine them really just, like, just gunning just, it at the end on their little legs. Just oh, going for so it. Like, five squares of movement, a cheeky three square pass, that's eight squares. He's got sprint, that's another eight squares, that's 16 squares. That's from the kind of just around the line of scrimmage into the end zone on a halfling pass play. Like, yeah. you are now talking. And and I, I know that technically the right thing to do with a hefty is probably to take leader. So you've got uh, one more reroll for the rest of your team. But what if? What if? Actually, that's probably not right. I think. Um, They've got the chef. They've got the chef chef for the rerolls, but I think the right skill to take is um, on the ball, actually, so that you can use this Mm. guy to make those three extra squares to give the ball, to hand off the ball to the guy you're going to throw with the tree. I think that's probably the right thing to do. Or you can take accurate and just throw at every single opportunity for a cheeky two-plus pass. And I don't think you need to do anything else after that, except, yeah, then you can take on the ball. And then you've got this movement eight two plus passer on your halfling yeah. team. I just think that would be awesome. And he's only fifty k. Like that—that that is a key thing on this. They—they they are expensive for a halfling, but for a thrower, that's actually pretty cheap. <laughs> if they have accurate, I mean, they'd be what sixty k. But seventy uh, k, I think. Yeah, seventy k for uh, a chosen it, right? skill. Seventy k. There yeah. you go. Seventy k movement five. Passing two plus. Like that's no, just that's not that good actually. <laughs> it's really not that good. But halflings, spoiler alert, really not that good. Yeah. But you talked about it when you talked about tier two teams, Ben. 
just the opportunity to build something not necessarily unique but something rare yeah something memorable like i have a halfling quarterback jerry the hefty hefty jez is the kind of he's just gonna do a quick pass to that catcher and i don't know that's just so that's just so dramatic and it's only one skill away yeah and hey they start with dodge and fend those are actually pretty good skills for a thrower. Like, yeah. that is someone tries to block you. They're just making it easier for you to get away and throw it. Like, yeah, if they got... block you and roll a, roll a, you know, both down, or sorry, defender down, you're just getting pushed and they can't follow up. You're free. You don't even have to dodge out. Yeah. <laughs> and it... then you can just run away. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's completely and yeah. utterly suboptimal and it's very optimistic to brew it up. But there are going to be people out there, and I know that you're listening. I know that you're listening right now and you're like, oh, that is actually a great idea. That is actually great fun. Um, I, I mean, I think saving up the, for the SPPs to, to go for the pass plus is obviously the right thing to do, but that's incredibly optimistic. But imagine that. Imagine a pass one, two, uh, four, five thrower on the halfling team. Uh, but uh, you know what, Ben? This is something that, that we could have talked about with the nobility one. Is If you go and save for that pass plus first... Um, Pass plus, that's the driving test thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> For the plus passing, before you do that, then you can, instead of taking accurate, go for cannoneer. Yeah. Then your three that's plus, four plus, th- three, no, wait, if you've got plus pass and cannoneer, it's two plus, three plus, three plus, four plus. And with slow movement. Four plus long bomb, the reroll. I know, right. Well, you have to then take pass as well. But yeah, it's a 75% chance to just have a ridiculously good time. Um, It's also a pretty decent chance to throw it behind you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because the further you try and throw, the more chance you have of throwing it in a random direction. Basically, if you try a wildly inaccurate pass, for every minus, you increase the chance of you just kicking the ball off from your square, which is a problem, I'll admit. But not a problem if you're making a quick pass on a 2+. plus with your halfling hefty and i love this idea i love this idea i think it's just it's a terrible idea but uh, i don't know i just think um I it's think cinematic it's just fun you know and you, you will always remember the halfling quarterback that was in your league yeah i think there's going to be thousands of teams and when it comes to halflings most of them are cookie cutter that would definitely not be cookie cutter you know i i love that uh, right. Do who's your next choice, Ben? We'll talk about a couple more, and then we'll uh, we'll move on. Yeah, I think should we talk about the chameleons gink? Oh yeah, boom. Mm. I mean, it's a pretty similar discussion here, except for one core thing, Ben. And what's the what's the most what's the brilliant thing about the chameleon skink? I would say, well, okay, I'd say there's two things. I'd say movement seven, but also on the ball. Yeah, so actually, movement 10 when you are receiving the ball, then. <laughs> ben, mm-hmm. you're exactly right. That is ridiculous. So, Chameleon Skink, Nord 2, yeah. 70k, movement 7, strength 2, agility 3 plus, passing 3 plus, armor 8 plus, dodge on the ball, shadowing and stunty. So, everything we just said about the Halfling Hefty applies here, with the exception you don't have Fend. Uh, but you've got movement 7 and on the ball. For 20k more than that hefty. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's super value. So, uh, do you, you know what, Ben? You've 
you, you've called it there. Let's say on the ball is worth one square on average. Okay, that means this guy is three squares of movement better than the hefty. That is basically, that basically makes him passing two plus. I know that that is a massive oversimplification. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. No, it's, it's basically the best passer in the game at that point. <laughs> We're talking some optimal passes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the community mad best no, passer in no. the game. But seriously, three squares of movement is plus one to passing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, that is true. So this is... guy being able to move seven squares and then chuck the ball three squares is massive. And then, yeah, does he get passing on a... I assume he gets passing on a normal. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. doesn't. That's, that's interesting. That's what I was going to get into. That's definitely what part of what makes him suboptimal. Take it away, man. Take it away. So, yeah, well, it's... What do you... <laughs> I didn't know if you meant for me to take it away or if you're just like, no, take away passing as a secondary and stick it on oh yeah no. well that would be that would be the dream but no i mean yeah that is a that's a pretty brutal downside for yeah it is for what we're talking about i mean but it's i don't i don't think lizards need it i don't think they need it they I don't think. they don't need it at all but they've yeah. got it and there are going to be some coaches out there that are like actually you've got to the proper way to play lizards is to just take block on all of your sauruses save up for block on your croxigore and then fire skinks as soon as they level up that is the the correct way and i don't think those coaches are even running chameleon skinks but there is another breed mm. of coach that's like let's do this let's do something different i'm going to take a chameleon skink i like on the ball let's go for it let's use these squares and uh, let's do something slightly different so doubles for passing Accurate makes him a two plus quick pass. Cannoneer makes him a three plus four plus four plus five plus. Cloudburster does nothing. Dump off, not ideal. Uh, Fumblerooski, not great. Hail Mary pass, not great. Leader, useful, but eh, not what we're trying to do here. Nerves of Steel is all right, but when you're stunty, Nerves of Steel doesn't help because that just means that someone is going to be rolling an interception roll with that bonus. On the ball, he's already got it. Pass is good. Running pass is useful. Safe pass is, is okay. So you don't even want to take a random for that passing, do we? Because you know it's accurate, cannoneer, and pass are basically the only things there that you want. I think I think in the case of the Lizardman team, I think you'd generally be better off just taking catch on a skink and handing it off to the chameleon. Using that movement 10 on the ball to get closer. They pick up the ball and get closer, and then use the skinks move or the, the whole skink general movement yeah your advantage in handing it off and just getting catched on a normal on a normal skink i think that could be pretty good so don't, don't rely too much on throwing it because yeah when you start getting those double passing skills it gets expensive okay so Very expensive. what about this what about instead of going because we can't spend six spp and take that skill straight away why not with a comedian skink just just go for that stat up immediately just just save it you're saving the tv and then you either end up with a passing two plus movement 10 piece or a passing three plus movement 11 piece because the downside mm -hmm. of movement eight i think is way better now i, I think the higher the mm -hmm. movement the better the improvement with the exception of treatment two to three is the best movement increase other than that the higher you go the better so eight to nine is the best you know seven to eight is massive this guy getting movement eight he's got dodge he's got on the ball that's 11 squares and 
yeah, that's massive. I actually think if you want to be throwing, if you want to have a quarterback as you know your skink, do it. Maybe save up and go for that pass plus first with the downside of a movement eight chameleon skink. And that does combo with shadowing pretty well. And that does combo with on the ball pretty well. And it does mean that actually your movement eight, nine, ten with the sprints. Uh, then a cheeky three square. That's 13 squares for a quick pass on a three plus to give it off to a movement eight skink that by then has probably got sprint. So that's immediately, the, you know, that's like 24 squares. Like, So do you think you would you would try and prioritize scoring with the chameleon? I uh, think so. To get him to that level up? I think so. Yeah. And, you know, movement seven, stunty dodge. I, I know that skinks are like awesome. And that does, in my opinion, demonstrate the difference between movement seven and movement eight. I know we talked about this before yeah. about like, oh, yeah, movement seven's great. I'm like, yeah, but going from seven to eight is just much better because you look at the chameleon, you're like, oh, it's movement seven. You look at the skink, you're like, well, man, skink's awesome. Movement eight, like, boom. Like, that's just so much better. Mm -hmm. It is so much better. Uh, so actually, the downside of ending up with a movement eight chameleon skink is is all is something I'm all right with, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, probably too optimistic here for the chameleon skink, uh, but that's okay. Right, Ben. We had two other guys. We'll pick one. It's either the dark elf runner or the goblin bruiser. No, we have had two santis. I think we should probably talk about dark elf runner. Okay. So the dark elf runner. Yeah, um, I think this is definitely something which always comes up with, well, when we talk about Dark Elves, is, you know, all the elf, well, the other elf teams, I say all the elf teams, the other elf teams have throwers that throw on a 2+. plus. Dark Elves don't, they've gone more towards the bash, and they have their runner, who, you know, strictly speaking, by name, isn't a thrower. <laughs> um, but, you know, he gets, he has better passing than the rest of the team, he gets passing on a normal, and he's got dump off, which literally a skill which makes him pass so i think it's definitely fair to call him a thrower um yeah i it's it's another case where yes this player is suboptimal but kind of in a way if he was passing two plus i think dark elves would be absolutely bonkers <laughs> i think he should have got think? i think he should have got nerves of steel instead instead but, of dump off yeah but they've always had dump off i get it um and yeah it, and i think yeah. it kind of make him too similar to the pro elf i think it's quite nice to have something quite yeah unique with Dumbo. Again, like the skills you don't normally take. Exactly right. This is the fend for throwers. This is the fend of throwing skills. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, the runner, the great thing about the runner is his movement seven adds two plus. He's going to get two touchdowns. He's going to get two touchdowns real quick. Um, the only reason he won't get two touchdowns really quick is because you've farmed them off to the blitzers and they've got touchdowns instead. <laughs> and you know what? That's okay. Like, if the reason I'm taking ages to develop my thrower is because my blitzers are amazingly godlike, well, you know, you, you, you're fine, mm -hmm. buddy. It's okay. So, yeah, I mean, AGP, uh, the, 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 the runner is a really interesting one. Um, the difficulty here is that Dark Elves are proper expensive. Uh, you normally start off with two rerolls, so that leader is real tasty to get your reroll count up. Um, yep. Versus, and I think the difficulty here with the runner is you need accurate and pass. However, mm. that's only 14 yeah. SPP. That's five touchdowns. You are five touchdowns away from having a two plus plus quick passer. And I think at that point, that optimism goes away a little bit because that is a very effect a movement seven agility two plus pass two plus plus dude 
and dump off just gets better in that situation as well like you don't ever want your ball carrier to be hit but if he's going to get hit and it's going to be a quick pass on a two plus with a re-roll because you're making a pass well then dump off gets real good and that's yeah that's definitely something is that i i don't know if accurate does i assume that for some obscene reason accurate won't help you on the dump off i assume it does but you never know it does it's accurate is when they perform a quick pass and the off is you may perform a quick pass action yeah so. oh, i don't trust it let's we'll have to check the rule book <laughs> that sounds like something they would uh they would hurt us on but yeah i mean accurate or pass i think accurate is probably the right thing to do here with this guy if you I want him so. to be a it, thrower it straight up complements the dump off, like you say. Yeah. Um, turns the normal part, like the yeah. It's, I think it's just a really good way to go. It's you're just competing with stuff like dodge, but I think kind of dodge will keep him alive a bit longer because he is only armor eight plus. Um, yeah, dodge is going to be good, but I guess on the dark elf team, uh, you know, as you brew up, um, two of your blitzers are going to get dodge early on. One of them is going to save up to get a, a combat skill like guard, and the other one's going to save up for a stat up. Like, you've got four blitzers, and by that point, you've bought another witch elf. You've bought the fifth player, which is the witch elf, you know, or your fourth blitzer, yeah. one or the other. So you've got five scoring threats. So having somebody who's movement seven that can two plus plus a quick pass off and 15 SPP is nothing for elves. It's five touchdowns, but once you've taken accurate, it's you've, you've got accurate, that's two. Then you need eight SPP, which is two touchdowns and two quick passes. And you know mm -hmm. what, guys? That's only two games. That's one and a game. dark elf team that's pretty easy to do, I think. <laughs> Honestly, if you were like, you know what, my, my jam with this dark elf team is I want to have a dark elf thrower. You know, I want to have a dark elf thrower. Yeah. We'll score two touchdowns with this guy in your first game, then take accurate. And in the next game, score two touchdowns with this guy and throw two passes. By the end of game two, you have now got an adge two plus passing two plus passer. And then, yeah. and then it becomes a real thing. Like, at that point, because you've got five movement seven scoring threats that are edge two, you know, and this guy being movement seven as well means that all they have to do is either risk a cheeky three plus pass because they're in one tackle zone or just take a two plus dodge away. And by that time, they've all got dodge. They dodge away and then you just throw on the ball. Yeah. I, I, this is this. This could be this is not that far. I, this is a lot closer than I thought. I think you're it's right. It's just the starting position and the vulnerability of, like you say, Dark Elves are expensive. As soon as you lose a player, they become way more valuable, you know? That's true. <laughs> your your Witch Elves, I've seen, you, I've seen Witch Elves do go down. Frenzy usually takes off the Witch Elf themselves. Yeah. Um, and you do spend a lot of time trying to recoup that cost. And I think, um, yeah, like you say, it's it's... it's your focus is the blitzers, and I think if you'd lost your runner, you're going to just be like, uh, I don't want to have to pay for him because like my blitzers are missing next game and all of that, and he's getting yeah. injured, and I, I can see this happening with Dark Elves. Um, but like you say, I think it's definitely something which, if they do stay around, yeah, these can become pretty crazy. And this is sure. legitimately suboptimal. But this is the kind of suboptimal thing that is it's going to work. Like, And your yeah. opponent's going to go, oh, jeez. Uh, like what are you doing oh two plus quick pass with pass ah oh, sweet like, you've got an elf union team that also has four blitzers that just uh, like uh, ruin and, your day and let's face it and... otherwise the runner is literally just a reroll caddy 
Like, yeah. I mean, on the ball is awesome as well. Um, I think I would take leader then on the ball, probably with my runner in a standard Dark Elf team. But if you're like, you know what, Dark Elves can throw, I've got a point to prove, which I think is what this thread is all about. This thread, this this segment, yeah. isn't it? It's just like, I'm going to throw with this guy. I know that's not the right thing to do, but I'm going to do it. And it's going to be like, hey, that's cool. Remember that player. And he has the advantage where anyone he throws to is still catching on a 2+. plus. So, you know. Yeah, you, you said this. It's easier to completions than most other teams. Oh, yeah. You, that's it. He's going to farm those SPPs. I mean, there's no reason, mm. you, you know, you can you can just spend your game handing the ball off to him and then quick passing it back and then handing the ball off to him and quick passing it if you really want to. I mean, it's, it's very healthy, isn't it? To yeah, just show it, off. It, like it depends that. what you want to do. I mean, that's the great thing about this version of Blood Bowl is because those SPP buys happen. Um, I I'm quite happy. I would happily tank a couple of games to specifically level up one player for yeah. the league. Like losing a couple of games at, to create a player that you want that's going to help you win the rest of the season and go into the next season is nothing. I think it's perfectly acceptable to tank quarter of a season, half of a season, to win the next one. I, I just think that's something that if you if you've got a, a solid environment and especially when we see BB three land. I think it's going to be something we see slightly more often now. Because, um, you, you know, back in the day, it was like, well, I'll just play and hope I get a randomly good role. Well, now it's like, actually, I do want guard on this Dark Elf. Therefore, I will take less touchdowns to specifically score with this guy. I am willing to take a two plus handoff risk to make sure I score with the right blitzer so that I level him up the way I want to level him up. And it's, it's the same with all these throwers. Once they've got that cheeky two plus pass... They're gonna, they are gonna get more SPP. Sometimes it's gonna help win the game, and sometimes it's gonna help lose the game. But that's passing for you, and that's kind of, yep. if that's fun for you, like it is for us, it's not. Don't do it tournaments unless you are just going for the lols. In which case, let me introduce you to the scroll build for Necromantic, because you're gonna love that one. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Once per game, what is it like? A, it's like a three plus long bomb with a reroll. Yeah, the strength to a werewolf. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, be fun. that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's just like if you're the kind of player that wants to just meme build something and do something different, and that's the cool thing about Blood Bowl is you can play to win, you can play to have fun, or you can play to be different. And I think there's so much there. You just like every team can do something different, something suboptimal, and it'll be fun. Anyway, Ben, anything else on optimistic throwers before we bounce into the last segment? I think that's just about that's just about it. Just make like I do. I would encourage using it because I think it, it's it's pretty pretty neat to make a thrower kind of like your star. I had that with my high elf team. I think my, the high elf throwers are really good. They're not suboptimal, but it's really cool to have that thrower as just the key the key player. He's the one that makes the plays happen. It's it's just why they have leader. It's a great <laughs> it's a great story. A great story. Yeah, groovy. Right, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. So this episode is basically passing themed because it's kind of, you know, it's another area of Blood Bowl to explore. So this is something that Ben wanted to chat about because we've talked about it loads and loads and loads of times. So Ben, give us the rundown. What is this and why are we talking about it? So it was something we were sort of talking about when we were discussing this episode of ideas. Um, we were just like, well, what, you know, how could it improve? Why why is passing kind of this thing that oh, I kind of don't want to do? Um 
how do you make it something you want to do? Because it really is a key part of the game, right? And like American football itself is features passing. That's that's absolutely a thing um, that they practice. It's not something which is just like you never want to pass the ball because it's disaster. Um, it's a team game, and you pass to your teammates. They have load. They have a whole skill tree for passing. They've got rules like animosity, which makes it harder to pass. They've got so many things around the game that feature on passing, which isn't always something that comes up. Absolutely, it does in a lot of games. I, you know, I I love passing. I try to do it as much as I can, despite the odds, because I think it's really cool. Um, hey, I've seen you play but... Skaven, where you dodge away with your lineman just all the time. Just yeah. <laughs> three plus, the odds are good. <laughs> now, I've played forty k. Space Marines are good at shooting. Um, They're good at saving um, as well, actually. That's that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, three plus is good in forty k. Um, and yeah, but yeah, it's 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 uh it's just a key part of the game and i think we're also quite keen on <laughs> making up rules and playing with fun and wacky things so i thought well what could we change in the game to make passing good or suggestions that you could implement into a league or a tournament just to encourage that passing game and get your spd because completions are cool and we could start with that we could say how about making completions two spp rather than one well, that would have made the last topic way more exciting. Um, mm. You know, if actually on that 2+, plus, you just boost it up. Now, the guys who are already 2+, plus, that uh, would uh, potentially be totes OP. Um, so for those elves and those Skaven throwers who are 2++ plus plus with a reroll, like, that's just free SPP. Um, however, it would absolutely encourage passing. How about this, then? If they were, if it was one SPP for a short or quick pass, there you go. Two SPP for a, a long pass. Yeah. Three SPP for a long bomb. Ooh, that would be quite interesting. Uh, I, I, I've, I will, I will see. Ah, oh, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, it is difficult. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it would make skills like Cannoneer a lot more desirable. Because you, because at the moment it feels like accurate is really the one you want, <laughs> because you just rather your You'd rather make the slightly less, the, sorry, the slightly more easier passes easier. Yeah. You just want to make that. You want you want a sure thing as much as possible, right? You don't want to make start closing the gap at the top, even though you haven't quite got to the easy bit yet. Um, part part of me wants yeah, to I think say, you, yeah. that, uh, <laughs> you get SPP equal to your passing stat if you make a completed pass would also be quite entertaining. Ah, so the better you get, the worse reward it. Yeah, difficult to track, and obviously we're spitballing here. Um, I think actually, mm -hmm. you know what, you, you, one SPP for a quick and short, and two SPP for a long or long bomb is is potentially uh, slightly more rewarding, uh, and probably yeah. a more balanced way of doing it. But I do love the idea of making a, a cheeky four plus pass and getting four SPP. Um, that's ridiculous. Actually, now I've said it out loud, but you know. I definitely like if there was no more reward to passing or more reward to the more difficult elements of passing, um, then yeah, that would be interesting to see. Um, I just... So that's what you mean. So you said you said if they have two plus, it'll be totes OP. Give them three SPP for a pass. But would you not see it more? Like, isn't that like kind of what we're saying? Is if it is totes OP, people would love to do it, and you'd see passing all the time. And I think that's really quite cool. 
Yeah. I mean, sure, it's going to make teams like Skaven just absolutely <laughs> obliterate, probably. Because they're going to start getting skills on their throwers like Cannoneer and then maybe even passing one plus and... Uh, they're just going to be long bombing it to yeah. Skaven got run at the other end of the pitch. I, and I, just gonna, I guess, yeah, I, I guess, the, I, guess, I guess the point is here that we want to encourage the three plus passes and the four plus yeah. passes, don't we? That's that's yeah, where we at. do. Like you want your Goblin Bruiser, you want your Ogre to make a pass and be like, "Sweet, nice job, buddy. Have two SPP," you know, because that's just something cool. And we love the fact that landing through teammates on a superb pass now gets you an SPP. Like, that's just awesome. Uh, but you know, it's it's consumer culture here, guys. We want more. We want more changes. <laughs> more. Um, so let's go. Let's go with what you said there, where we have you want to encourage three plus passes. This is the second point we had. Where, what if you could, for every X completions, accessible completions, get a passing stat? Passing stat or passing skill? Or a skill. Or, or a skill. Let's just say a plus one to passing or a skill. Let's say 10 completions. Outside of the SPP system, every 10 completions a player performs, they can upgrade their passing stat. Or get a random normal skill. Or no, just or just a normal passing skill. Yeah. Normal passing skill. Yeah. I mean... It would make a lot of sense for the thrower to be getting throwing skills, uh, like absolutely mm-hmm. would, and, and yeah, it's interesting because you kind I of think that would that yeah, because I think the two plus passes would still get that, but would they go for the passing one plus? Probably. Oh, um, but even if they get to that, bam, bam, bam. Even if they get to that point, what about like, this? Maybe. Oh, sorry, Karen. What? What about this? It, it basically, if a player has the pass skill, half it. So those players what that half? don't have the pass skill, so the non-throwers, mm. then you know what? One for one, they make a few. They make three completions. They get three SPP. You know, or whatever it is. You know, and they get a chance to go for that passing plus or that pass stat. But once you've got pass, it's halved. So that you're kind of encouraging the non-throwers to throw, because all throwers start with pass. They don't all start with sure hands. They don't all start with uh, you know a decent passing stat. Mm. All but the hefty. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an optimistic pass. But that's my point: is that that guy doesn't start with pass. So yeah. rewarding him to make those passes would help get him pass quicker. Mm. And I like that. And then you can brew him up. It's kind of um, this is kind of like a. Uh, oh, I'm going to say career. I don't know what it's called in D and D. Class, I guess. Okay. I don't know if that's a. Th- well, maybe I'm thinking back to um, to Traveller, the old RPG, and you have a you have a career, and uh, the stuff you do during that career helps you get better at that career, and it's kind of like a, it's like a type, isn't it? It's this player is a thrower type player. That means that they can take mm. these, and we get that with the skill sets that we've got now. Um, it's just I think we want to be able to take an ogre thrower, uh, and yes. and actually just having that class based system of uh, I'm going to earn this by doing the passes. I'm going to pass and I'm going to grind until this guy can throw. Uh, you know, and to be honest with you, there's an element there of actually causing casualties um, or causing fouls and earning you sneaky git is just something that actually wouldn't... yeah I think that's really cool. It sort of rewards skills as like you you've earned. That I, I guess in D and D it would be like feats, maybe. maybe yeah, it's feats. Yeah. You know, when you kind of like you hit you hit a threshold, and you're kind of like 
like an achievement almost, you know? Yeah. Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. unlocked. You completed 10 yeah, passes. You get 10 fouls, you get sneaky get. Yeah. You completed 10 completions, you get plus one to pass. Yeah, level one sneaky get, level two dirty player. Go nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. And then you can, yeah, you can progress them in other ways. You don't have to dedicate yourself to doing that strict, right? I need to get all the SPPs I can. I need to perform touchdowns to get better at passing. What? <laughs> So what about yeah. if you just were a league commissioner and uh, mm -hmm. you just blank it out there, said if someone gets six completions, they're allowed to buy the passing, they're allowed to buy the skill pass, you know. Mm. I think that would definitely help. It's not going to help me and my nobility thrower. So it like, isn't yeah. going to help the nobility thrower at all but you know uh, we, we'll, we'll start with the, the lower down guys that the nobility thrower you know yeah. it, it, no one who isn't a thrower no one who doesn't have pass has got a passing stat of better than a three plus and there's only a couple that don't have pass that actually do have a passing stat of three plus and i think it's literally just the hefty and the chameleon skink isn't it i don't yeah. think there's anybody else that's got a passing three plus that doesn't have the skill pass Oh, uh, Elven Union. Oh, maybe the Blitzers do, actually. I think maybe the Blitzers do. Oh, the Blitzers, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Blitzers. Yeah. And they've got pass yeah, access anyway, I should say. Quite a few Blitzers, surely not. Just the, just the, uh, Elven, Alliance. Just the Elven Alliance, sure. Just the Elven Union. Anyone? No, okay, they don't. Yeah, yeah, okay. Elven Union, yeah. Blitzers, passing three plus, Edge. General, Edge and General passing on a secondary. So yeah, that would they would be probably the people who would get that best. But actually, them earning pass isn't going to be conducive for the Blitzer. Them being able to buy pass outside of the skill tree allowance. And I guess that's kind of what we're looking at, isn't it? It's like either a, a league-based reward, you know, or which I do think can be directly linked to um, the player's passing stat. Mm -hmm. you know um so the worse you are at passing the the more kind of subsidy you get if you become a successful passer i don't know there's just something in there I, I just uh, like actually i want someone who repeatedly throws with a snotling to be able to be rewarded with something unique and odd you know i want the hefty yeah. quarterback to be a real thing because it is just stupid and it is suboptimal and if someone if someone's power gaming then you want to slow it down. You don't want them to break it. But if they're taking something that really is average and just making it better in a unique and risky way, I I think that's worth enabling, I guess. I, I totally agree. And this like sort of achievement system, I think definitely would... People would endeavour to achieve those. That's interesting. Sure. Especially if you had them for other things. Yeah. I mean, it could. it's really interesting, actually. Like having a halfling thrower, mm. like it's just a... it doesn't add to his TV. It's like ind independent of yeah. the skill system. It's just something else that you can tag <laughs> on. But, but you know what? Maybe it's just one per team. Yeah, sure. The first is the first time you achieve it, you can give that skill to them. Yeah, and then one you've, per team. you've done that achievement. You can't unlock it again. So if you want to do it with your old blitzer, you can. But then he's got a skill. I do think the skill should cost TV, but maybe it doesn't cost SPP. Yeah, I think I think the only reason I would say it wouldn't is because it further incentivizes you to do it. When there's a downside, it makes you not want to do it as much. Um, I think. But then maybe I think, it's. I think twenty k is okay, but what it does do is it stops that mm. elven pro elf blitzer 
from just I guess it's just and the, the Dark Elf Runner. <laughs> uh, Dark Elf Runner, I don't mind so much. Like, okay, he's, he's, the Blitzer is already a great other piece. It'd be like making a War Dancer a great thrower. Uh, yeah, that's true. I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, at the moment, a War Dancer's passing on a four plus. I think. Even I think that's with okay. even with pass, that's that's not great. Like, as as in, yeah, it's it's okay for the game. <laughs> yeah, if you want the War Dancer, yeah, to be your thrower on your team, then. But you know what? Fair enough. If that's what you want to do with your story, is uh, this war dancer? While I can do war dancer things, is actually going to be a, a really good thrower. Like, and yeah. I get, I can. I mean, yeah, if, the if this skill. widow of coaches is throwing the ball with their war dancer, they're not war dancing. That's it. Rewarding them for doing something that is suboptimal because it's more. Yeah. There's a story there. You're building that narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, ultimately, I think. The people you want to reward the most for throwing are trolls, because a troll or a tree quarterback is just fantastic storytelling. Like Absolutely, a troll quarterback. You'd, uh, you'd reward them for throwing teammates as well. It's just passing the ball. No, pass doesn't work okay. for throw teammate, does it? You know, this is my troll quarterback. Uh, one day there will be a troll team. It will be trolls and it will be snotlings. And it will be awful, but I want to. I want to. I want a sweet passing four plus pass troll quarterback because that, my friend, would be memorable as you can imagine. And that is the kind of thing that this skill tree you could can aid you in your goal of. Uh, you know, yeah. Just like actually, I want to pass the ball with my troll. Why? That's a terrible idea. But yes, but because he could probably huck it way further than anyone else could. <laughs> you can imagine just, him straight out, straight out, just lobbing it. Such a sweet story, man. That would just be absolutely yeah. awesome. That should be an. I think players that have throw teammate should count their throw balls as one as one zone closer. I just think that's yeah, think... a long pass to a oh, sorry, a short pass, a, a normal long pass is a short pass to a big guy. Yeah, that's. Basically, what I think they should—they should just get plus two to passing, just mm-hmm. for, just for the sake of it, just because actually, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's still not very good odds at all. No, <laughs> I like that. Now, one other thing, you think of how how else would you improve um, the passing game? Well, this is it: is that you you can incentivize it. Like this is what we're talking about incentivizing. But if you just want to go and straight switch up the meta, and I'm going to pluck something out of NFL law here. Uh, is you know you can have an introduce a ball rule okay everybody's mm-hmm. heard about deflate gate uh, where a team supposedly deflated the ball so it made them easier to catch well actually if you had overinflated and deflated balls that you can just use so deflated balls plus one to catch okay let, let's face it actually plus one to catch would be great but at plus one to pass with overinflated balls for example would really open up the field and while it's like oh yeah but the two plus passes yes but a one plus does not exist if you roll a one it's a fumble so whether you are two plusing a quick pass or two plusing a short pass it's the same odds at that point what it does mean is it makes everybody slightly better at throwing and then it brings linemen linemen can then throw on a three plus i remember that from back in the day of me playing fumble this week you know it's it's a thing it's not ideal, but it's a thing, and you're going to see that. Or you just 
remove the penalty for long bomb and long or something i think that's the key ben i think trying to find a way to trick people into passing long passes is when the game gets real exciting yeah i agree which makes no yeah. sense but it's just something about that basically when you are passing further than you can move that's when it gets exciting yeah yeah exactly like what why would you do this rather than a handoff yeah other than pack zones yeah that's it you can run around then throw it seven squares and i think i do think that you know having some kind of like overinflated ball where it's plus one to passing or just they have the cannoneer skill like at that point mm-hmm. if they've got cannoneer they get double cannoneer okay because that's oh, great yeah. but you know having that or um you know having a ball that basically means that everybody gets diving tackle uh, diving catch sorry diving tackle that would be an awful yeah. game uh, and they get shadowing too for you know um yeah no but you know having a, a ball that's actually that floats around uh so diving yeah. tackle just gives an accurate pass plus one to catch and because it's easier to grab everyone around to get to go i just think those two things would open up the passing game however and this is the other thing i was thinking about ben is when and how what in what environment does passing become really good like why would you pass rather than run like what would have to happen to the pitch to the actual physical movement environment at what point um, does a throw become better? Like how I was thinking about this. I was like, is it having low terrain on the pitch? Is it having mud? Is it having movement halved? Is it like at what point does that throw become something real special? Uh I'm not sure. I I know in sevens throwing is actually pretty damn solid, right? Because of that draw to movement. You know, Suddenly, adding squares of distance means a lot more when the the end zone is so much closer. The end zone is the same um, amount. The end zone is still thirteen squares, but you're right. You've got that. You've got that no man's land. So you have yeah, more... and it's narrower. So you, you even yeah. just like the the passing swapping sides is a lot easier. Do actually, that's a good shout. But you've got more yeah. space. There's more. There's more. It's easier to free yourself up. I think. And at that point, that pass is going to be the is going to be an, an auto score. Mm-hmm. let's say auto score you still got to throw the ball then you still got to catch the ball but you know it definitely I, I i don't know maybe that's it ben maybe you just love sevens because actually passing <laughs> passing's a thing in sevens and and yeah you know, running around is a thing in sevens and i think nobility are going to be sweet in sevens two blitzers and ogre a thrower walk into a bar and um they win games because they took accurate you got two yeah, blitzing two blitzing blocking catches and an ogre to muscle, and some Ben Lyman to protect your thrower, and then some cheeky quick and short passes, dink and dunk, score those TDs, nobility for Sevens 2021. Let's do it. Maybe they're a Sevens team. Yeah, are they going to be in the Super Sevens series? Absolutely. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Them, Blackhawks, Snotlings are the three absolute definites. We've got two more teams to pick. Necro might be worth that. There's, there's Necro, there's Underworld, there's a whole bunch of other interesting teams. But mm. those three have to be in it because they're just awesome. Like, and I want to see <laughs> Make them. the passing game happen. That's going to be the, the, the rule That's for the it. Necro team and Super yeah. Seven series. They're going to be a passing, not Necro team, the Nobility team. Nobility, 100%. 100%. I think that will be actually work out really well. They're not even penalized for only being able to take two blitzers as well. 
um, because that mm-hmm. ogre is, is is a decent upgrade. Anyway, so uh, you, can, you can yeah you can change <laughs> the ball rules. Um, I actually do think that some kind of uh, movement adjustment um, to the pitch would make throwing really really important. So yeah, I, I I'm thinking like this is real outstretched. I think the most logical way to do this is like mud or water or ice. You know, there used to be rules for ice pitches where the extra go for it's um, are you know slower. So when your movement is slower. I think the pass becomes more important because if if you give the ball to a guy and then it wanders up, you know, we just said it, it's when your throw is longer than a movement in one turn, mm-hmm. it becomes profitable. Uh, and if you want to play on a slower movement pitch, you know, for some reason or not or, or whatever, or there's actually, you can't move diagonally because there's stuff in the way or the whatever, having players spread out creates those passing options and at that point it's better to hang back watch the pitch unfold and then pick somebody to throw to most of the time in blood bowl it's i have one target right now and that's that guy and i need to get to that guy and normally i can just walk to that guy you know fist bump him tap elbows give him the ball and off he goes but actually if you create a situation where there are multiple targets that creates a really exciting element of the game where your opponent is like, I now need to spread defense this and mark each of these guys while pressuring the ball carrier. And then then you've got NFL and, and, yeah. a, and a happy Ben. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. That, that actually brings me on to another thing. I didn't have really considered this, but maybe one more idea is player relationships. So the more if a player passes to another player regularly, it becomes easier. Like the Swift Twins, you know. Man, the Swift, like, Swift Twins are overcosted, but that, yeah, that guy, that, that, that guy can throw though. Seriously, like that's, that's some, <laughs> yeah, that's, some that's some stuff. I mean, I like Gloriel. Gloriel's a bargain at 150k. If you want to be throwing, Gloriel is the one you want to be throwing with. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd see that's another great narrative element isn't it mm. hard to keep track of I incredibly think. Hard, hard to keep track of uh i think yeah i think in a limited team environment where you're doing more of a narrative thing um then actually that could be cool if you play mm. in if you play in blood Bowl like an rpg then that's just awesome um that would be yeah. really good though wouldn't it like favored target but then again what about this ben what about um getting SPP for receiving and getting SPP for scoring mm. a touchdown off a pass so the thrower in one turn and I think this this is this might actually be quite interesting if a thrower scores a touchdown off the back of his throw he gets the touchdown SPP as well as well yeah yeah oh that would be really spicy I'd love that a lot you know, maybe not necessarily as well. But what about the, what about Can the spread? Maybe. Yeah, maybe spread or, or the completion. Maybe completions get scored by the catcher, and touchdowns get scored by the thrower. Oh, that now that would be really cool. Yeah, because then you're brewing up catches, and it's beneficial to to get them the ball, and your touchdowns are scored by the throwers. Um, but I don't know. May, I, actually, I do. Also, think... if you want your blitzers to, you want your you catchers, your blitzers to be getting the points. Would you not 
would you kind of want them to get the touchdown SPP as well? Like maybe the choice could be good. The choice or like would be that good. Spread, you get like four SPP split, however you want. Yeah, minimum one. But I guess um, let's if you throw to a guy and then he runs in, that's a it's weird in the NFL if you throw to a guy and then he runs in, that's a the court the quarterback gets the touchdown. They both get the touchdown. And they both get it. Essentially, yeah, like like Aaron Rodgers could throw for three TDs, but you know, if you look at the, if you look at the score sheet, these two wide receivers and this one running back all got one touchdown, and Aaron Rodgers got three touchdowns. Did they get okay. six? You know, he's so actually, but but more from a blood ball point of view is if you want to score a touchdown on a catch, that dude's got to be hanging in the end zone chilling. That's a mm-hmm. risk. That's yeah, I don't like that ri- so much. <laughs> well, no, but that's my point. Is that actually? Giving the, the, the TD to a thrower on a successful throw you means you have to go and put a catcher in the end zone waiting. And even if it's just one turn, you still move that catcher, then you go to throw. You fumble that throw, your catcher is vulnerable. And then you've got a risk and reward element there of actually, I can just hand off, or I can quick pass to this guy and get a completion, then he runs it in and gets a touchdown. Or I move him first, take that pass, and risk the double, and and go for the double SPP touchdown here. STD yeah, for the catcher. Yeah, I, I like the double. Yeah. Um, In that, I, circumstance. I could definitely see that. I think adding the extra, because I already think kind of passing is risk reward. Like the risk is is the thing, really. Like it, passing is great when you pull off a pass. It's already fantastic. Um, but I can definitely see rewarding it with extra SPP would definitely encourage that. It's a huge risk, though. Imagine doing it with your elf team and losing your catchers, or losing your catcher, and then your thrower gets blitzed or something. Oh, like, I don't know, ruined somehow. Yeah, and that's 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 yeah. that's the risk bit, isn't it? But also, yeah. if you're playing that stunty team, you know, if you are that human thrower, <laughs> throwing for that cheeky touchdown is is gonna be it's gonna be extra SPP. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be it's gonna be oh, awesome. Mega. Um, I don't know. I guess other better ways to do it that don't break the game would be as a league. Um, just having uh, an underrated passer award every week, or every month, or depending on how you're, or at the end of every league, there is a, you know, you nominate a league MVP for passing, you know, and it's actually the Soren High Tower Award because he's out. Go. Yeah, <laughs> bring him back. That's it. You know, yeah. like actually, there's that one game where the uh, where that orc lineman threw for two completions. Like, sweet, give that guy an extra MVP. He's done a thing. You know, that snotling through a completion. Give mm-hmm. him an MVP. That's wicked. Like that's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. It's been tr- it's interesting. The game is great as it is, and this is not. Yes. A, we don't need to fix it in any way, shape, or form. It's just about actually. What what else? You know, you, how else do you explore, explore stuff? Um, was there anything else on your list, Ben? No, I think that's about it. Um, oh, apart from, for a teammate should be separate to pass. I think that's the thing but... hugely hugely so yeah that's uh, just the thing that should have happened anyway yeah it's a shame they didn't do that it's a shame yeah. they didn't do that i don't i don't there is <sighs> maybe orcs benefit from it orcs and anyone, humans but orcs will have animosity anyway so it's like... <laughs> but anybody who's throwing teammate is doing it because they're they a madman or it's their only chance and yeah actually if they're going to be throwing teammate and throwing at the same time that it's not they're not gaining anything except another chance to stretch play and win and if my opponent won because they threw the ball to a dude who then got thrown or 
a guy picked up the ball, then a tree threw him down the pitch, then he took a quick pass to somebody else. I I don't mind losing to that. That's mm. an epic story. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Would we should we should house rule that in our league. But I think uh, I think we should we should probably explore BB twenty twenty as it is. But it's good fun to chat about the different things you can do. It is. Because that's really that's pretty fun. Right, Ben. I think we can wrap up now if uh, if we're all good to go. Yeah, I think so. How's it going? Ah, it's good fun just to chat nonsense, isn't it? Mm. Uh, before we do go, just want to say thanks to everybody out there for listening, for commenting, for messaging, for putting comments on the YouTube, for listening to the podcast, for sending in stuff on Whip Wednesday, and a massive shout out to our Patreons as well. Richard Stone, TVH, Mark Bacaran, Justin Hunter, Des Slaven, Mark G- Dylan, Dean Thomas, Rob Thompson, Brad Adams, Jericho Johnston, Sean Gendel, Magic Kuisk, Kuchowitsk, uh, Red7394, Car Wolves, Adeline, Andrew Brennan, uh, Graham Klobe, uh, Joshua Bergman, Oliver Matthews, John F. Crodick Jr., nice, uh, Timothy Dunbar, Ross Bunn, George Christodoulo, Sam Garner, Phil Stone, Stephen Jarrett, Carlos Gill, Sundered Psyche, Cooper Stokes, Owen Crossweller, Anthony Sweetman, Jeffrey Potty, Paul Harrison, McSnugger, nice, TD Customs, Anton Nistrom, uh, Dan Roundtree, Robo Whale, Toxic Six, Henning Haugum, David Komen Heidi, Sindre Mogstabraten, Nick Roberts, Oscar Hager, Stephen Knoll, Steve Wolfhard, Matt Jones, Charlie Vanderbom, Jared, Xavier Dunwich, Dave Dragon. Thank you all very, very much. We do have a patron. Uh, we share content in there before we release it anywhere else. We do little prizes and, and competitions each month. But really, it's just a, a, you know, we really appreciate your audience and thank you for supporting us it allows us to do extra prizes to get extra equipment so we've got some more equipment now because we really want to stream games from tournaments whether we're running the tournament Mm. or whether we're just going to do coverage like i just think no one else does that and i think it's going to be great fun and if somebody else did that first before us and did it better i would watch the heck out of that man that would be sweet absolutely so you know thank you for supporting us it helps us make basically daily blood bell content and uh, we massively appreciate your help. And with that, much. I think we should probably go to bed, Ben. Yeah, probably go to bed. Because it's like, yeah, late. Guys, thank you very much for joining us, Ben. Thank you very much, man. It's awesome to chat, Blood Bowl. I know it's it's come around quickly again. But um, I don't know. It Will the Spike magazine be out before our next episode? Ooh, I kind of hope so. That would be good. That be would ambitious. Be. It would Maybe be not. ambitious. I don't think it's going to be the case. <laughs> But let's hope it comes out soon. Anyway, right, Ben, thank you very much um, for chatting Blood Bowl. And guys, thank you very, very much for listening. We will see you again soon with more Blood Bowl content. Happy blocking. Engage. Bust out the Patrick Stewart then. It's very sad. Have you seen him in the advert with Mark Hamill for like Uber Eats or something? No, really. Oh, man, it's it's so sad. Yeah, it's just Mark Hamill and him, and they're in a random warehouse, and Mark Hamill gets like some vegetarian dish delivered, and Patrick Stewart gets something pretentiously English delivered, beef burger or something. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just weird. He's just so old. Just trying to compete with just eat Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and corona i don't know what i think i assume snoop dogg ran out of money somehow i don't know (laughs) yeah i know but the worst (laughs) 
the worst I'd ever seen, and it honestly broke my heart a little bit, was when JLo came up on an app game, like just this random coin app game, and it was JLo oh. playing it. I'm like, what the is this? Like, no. <laughs> like, she was the best of us. She's the most, like, snooty. Like, she's just like this generation's Mariah Carey. You know, like, yeah. there's no way this woman would ever sell Anything out. on the block. <laughs> and then, boom, she's doing this absolute garbage coin game. That's literally, she, she had literally has a song saying, um, don't don't look at my money, I'm still the same person. No, you're not. You're a shill for a corporate, <laughs> for a crappy robot game. So, Ben, I know I lost a load of respect for you because I said I would absolutely sell out for a Raid Shadow Legends ad. <laughs> but... That's mostly because it's a meme. Like, if, if someone was like, hey, we've got this absolute awful bejeweled clone, would you... I would I would not do that. I would not well, do that's that. So, I, that's something. But, that's but, but Raid, Raid Shadow Legends is just a, such a meme. Like, I would I think, just... I, mm, I, I think it would be not. worth taking it to see how far you could push it. Um, there is a recent Raid Shadow Legends, which the guy is just so annoying. It's like this dude, and he's singing about it, and I'm like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" That I won't do. I'd rather die. I'd rather die. Yeah. I think you could take it and then pretend to shill for it, which, like, on a script would look good, but just absolutely. If I had to advertise Raid Shadow Legends, I would absolutely. I would think, right? How would Jeremy Clarkson do this? And that's how I would do it. That I would. <laughs> I would. That's that. That would be my angle. You know. You know, it's not the best app game, but if there was an app game <laughs> that everybody knew about and played, regardless of how good it was, it would be Raid Shadow Legends. You know, that I, that would I would just be like Hugh Laurie shilling for something he doesn't believe in. That would just be me. Oh man, oh, that'd be great. Terrific. But you know what? I would bet serious money no one has ever played Shadow Raid Shadow Legends. No, they do. They do. One hundred percent a front for human trafficking. A hundred percent. I heard a. I actually heard a really good take on it recently, which was like, it's. I mean, it seems really obvious when you say it, but it's like to advertise for it. It's like it seems like a like. Why wouldn't you? Right, you you're getting paid to advertise. Everyone knows it's rubbish, but it's just like there is a chance that. But the amount that it gives you, for the amount they give you, that's more of that is coming out of someone's listening to you's pocket. That's phrased. So right. it's like they they wouldn't they wouldn't ask for advertisement unless they're making money off of it. So it's kind of like, I think that take is a it, it, that that's how you get the moral high ground. You're just like, well, it means don't advertise for it. No one else, no like people here aren't aren't losing money on it because it's not very good. Well, okay, we're talking about <laughs> we don't know if it's not very good. That's the thing. It's not good. It's... We don't know that. We don't know that. Uh, but I'll tell you one game I would show for is Kingdom Rush. I love don't that game. Know. That's like a tower defense game with like 32-bit graphics. Oh, Ben, it's amazing. It's the best game. Or, or... Are we live? Yeah. Does <laughs> <laughs> that you just like a mobile game like... <laughs> Sponsorship, but it's gonna go in at the end just in case anyone from Raid Shadow Legends is like, Well, these guys, you know, <laughs> they like games, uh, yeah, we do, just uh, just potentially not yours. Uh, I we, we don't know, um, oh, you know. Man. but 
Jenny from the block disappointed in you. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? I think if I think if like an A list celebrity at at like does a game, they got to go. Arnie's done mobile game. Yeah, but that's Arnie. Like he is a meme. (laughs) Like that just makes sense. They've just got they've just pulled out someone from just I don't understand where. I assume she lost a bet, but I would expect like if Matthew McConaughey or Matt Damon did an advert for a game, I would need them to go. I know this looks sus, but I actually have played this game and it's really fun. And that's why I'm doing this. They would need to be a disclaimer at the beginning for me. And I still wouldn't trust them. If they took Aaron Rodgers and was like, hey, I've actually played Raid Shadow Legends and it's good fun. Like, just try it. That would be the best (laughs) advertising for me. I'd be like, well, that's Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's you why know, they do it, right? This, yeah, <laughs> this is it. But JLo is like, this is great fun. I'm like, you're lying to me. Mm. You weren't made in Manhattan. <laughs> you don't trust JLo. No, what I don't. What we getting from this? Wrecked. Absolutely wrecked. Anyway, 